Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Big Week in Gaming podcast. And what do you know? It's been a big week in gaming. I'm Intergot for episode 65 on this Sunday, the 19th of December, 2021. In this week's show, we'll be discussing some epic Assassin's Creed announcements, highlights from Nintendo's Indie World Showcase, our review of the six-part doco, Power On, the story of Xbox, and we announce our game of the year, the most important game of the year, as part of the Big Year in Awards 2021 special. Shut up. <laughs> this is the intro. Great, that was, I gotta say, that's, I think that's one of the that best. Really intro, yeah. in, in, this, in this week's show we'll be discussing, I think that's the best you've done in a long time. Yeah. I got well done. The intro song won- didn't work for some reason. I, I wonder <laughs> if I wonder if it's because I like sometimes I'll bold the words. So it's like that's the emphasis. Oh, yeah. can, can you want- just sing it, Sweeney? Can you just sing it now? Do you want me to try? Shut to, up. Do, you, do you want me to try it one last time? Do you want me to try? Do you want me to try or not? Give it a shot. Right, yeah, it press the button. Shot. What could go ready, wrong? Ready? Uh, let's uh, do some uh, karaoke. Uh, uh. I can't hear it. <laughs> I think it's I think it's playing through a recording, but I'll turn it off because okay. we can't hear it. <laughs> okay, in my defense, this bloody audio software, whenever it updates, it balks all the settings. I was thinking we probably should test the intro song, but then I couldn't be bothered. Um, ah, it's all good. So if you want to support quality gaming <laughs> podcasting like ours, jump on bigwigpod.com. It's got the links to every single socials, all the places that we're on on the internet. How to subscribe on your favorite podcasting service. Uh, this week, hype, hype, hype. Who's the hype man? I, I'm the hype man. I'll just oh, say, okay. uh, in terms of our intro song, I'll recap what you missed. It's Big Wigs on the Radio. Shut up. It's Gaming Podca- Podcast Audio. There you go. Podcast. Podcast Audio. Podcast. 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 Welcome to the podcast. So, hype. Yes. So next week we'll be doing our big Kringle. I think that's what it's called. The big Kringle. Yes, the big Kringle. Yeah. Special. We did it last year. It was a good yeah. lot of fun where we we'll get around in a circle and we spank each other's asses. <laughs> <laughs> we, can start the, is... we can start the show again, given that intro song didn't yeah. work. <laughs> no, that is not. I think you're confusing us with another podcast you do. Uh. Um, the podcast. The, the uh, podcast, no, the big Kringle is <laughs> what it's it's our Chris Kringle where we give each other gifts and mm. we open them live on air. And last year, it was fun, it was mostly it was fun, but we kind of we stuck to like digital games and things well, like I that. Well, I think the budget was too tight, we're like, yeah, we're fucking and I think like we all can afford more, but we were like, what was it, 30 or 40 dollars or something yeah. last year? This yeah, year, is, people normally give, I know, I know, this year as well, we've like said, hey, let's actually like we've got a bit more planning, we know we're gonna do it, yeah. so let's actually we can open it up to physical gifts if we yeah. want as well. We so. had so much planning, yet where the hell are my gifts? Hey, they're coming Tuesday for and you, and it's nearly Christmas, and it's dispatched, <laughs> it's coming Monday for Swinney, hmm. so there you okay, go, cool. and, and the other hype is next week we'll be doing our first Game of Some Other Year 1995 <laughs> nominee feature. Remember Game Look of Some Other Year? I know. Well, I couldn't even remember the name of our own multi-year t- running segment. We've, we've barely talked about it, but we've we been have, thinking yeah. about it. Some of us have been playing these games. And I have. Game, I've, the I've game, the game we're starting with is Team 17's Worms. Yes. Next week, so, yeah. so maybe we could even try to stream some of the worm stuff since we have to play it online anyway. Yeah, I, I'd be streaming that. Worms cool. is damn funny to stream. 
<laughs> that is that is that is genuinely amusing. And there's a correction. There's a there's a very important correction that we have. Sweetie, yes. Sweetie. So last week I was so hyped. I'm like, I'm actually going to set a date for this damn Kemco RPG <laughs> tier list. So I put a date. I put the 26th of December, Boxing Day. I'm like, that's it. If I put it in there and I say it, then we're going to stick to it. Well, the tier list has been postponed. <laughs> so the reason, because I didn't kind of like look at everything else with schedule to do. And that's going to be a bit of a chunky feature. So yeah, it's probably an hour doing... long at least. We're doing like the game some other year features and things like that. So my poor schedule management uh, is the correction. So I'm not sure when that'll be. It'll it will kind of play by ear on a. We'll see what the news is like for the mm. weeks and then to come. They may be quiet. So we'll find a good week where there's a good amount of space to chuck in the most important feature the show has ever done. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, ever. Might well be ever. It, it like the Kemco it RPG. It's the world first, that's for sure. It's the definitive Kemco. I don't yeah. think it's. I don't think it's the world first, but it's really it's the maybe de- the it will world be the second. It will be the definitive. Okay. It's Let the world second. <laughs> no, but it will be the definitive because it's you... the world second definitive. <laughs> no, no, but Kemco RPG have all, has the person who made the tier list. Is he one of the people who you know? It's completed all the achievements. I don't it think actually, so. Actually, looking at it, it might be. <laughs> It may be for the criteria that I'm saying. There is someone's <laughs> ranking every Kemco game on the NES, but that's not. That's, no, that's I'm totally not doing no, that. that's different. I know that's who so... that is. That um, rig something rig, big rig. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They, how crazy that I know that. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane. <laughs> I know so... the person who's done another Kemco tier list. How many people in the world will know? The two. two people. There's two people in the so, whole world. The top Maybe, this is the it... useful knowledge I have in this. Head. It might end up being a world first. No, but that it doesn't might. count that one. And he was just no, like, I'm I've saying watched like that ours, list, by the way. <laughs> I'm saying ours might end up being a world first. It will first. be. I reckon it, it is a world first. It will be. It it is God world damn it. <laughs> nobody else cares enough to do it. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, We're the world it. should care. <laughs> or has spent the amount of money I have spent on these fucking RPGs. Do, do you know what's funny about that, wow, though, Swinny? say that, that with so much love. I think that the very next tier list we'll do, we're doing the most bespoke whenever, and then we'll do Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> it's just yeah, that's like, never done, been done I know, exactly. here's the 50 million Mario Kart tier list um, okay so before we move on to what we've been playing uh, mm. this week as always although Sweeney does try to hide it and he says that it's just my display but question of the week and this is topical because you know we're having some pizza today but Hawaiian pineapple on pizza yeah, your name. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Okay. Well, well this is a boring one. Is it all yes? That was a dumb question as well. Yes. Hawaiian Man, pizza is not Hawaiian pizza without pineapple. Man, I get Hawaiian added to my no, Subway no, no. bloody I'm sandwiches. Pineapple on pizza. Like, yeah, of course. Of course. You have to have, yeah, Absolutely, yeah, okay. 100%. Oh, yeah. Like okay. Yeah. okay, maybe that's an Australian thing. I think it's not as maybe. controversial in Australia, is it? I no. don't think so. Everyone that I know <laughs> likes it. No. All right, fair enough. Let's jump into the banter. That was the most failed question ever. Worst question ever. Well, you know, I'm not trying to like. Un- it's not like I know the answer to these things. So anyway, Mike, what have you been playing this week? Oh boy, uh, a couple of things. Four things actually. First of all, Death's Door. Like I told you guys, I picked it up on Switch. Awesome game. It's got very Zelda-ish kind of vibes, and I think, as he said, it's 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 reminiscent of it. Do I have a B-roll of it? Can bring oh, up a okay. B-roll of Death's Door, please. <laughs> You've never actually asked yeah, for that. Demand, answer. Demand. Thank you. Jeez, demanding, demanding a B roll. Demand the B roll. So, so you play as a little uh, a little Reaper Crow. Uh, a little. As 
as per the uh the beautiful b-roll that we have here um awesome gameplay really really solid very polished um fantastic little puzzles hidden amongst the world uh i might actually end up trying to 100 this game it's it's really cool in that sense uh it can get a little difficult at certain times maybe i just didn't have the correct upgrades as per the b-roll at the moment um but in any case awesome game highly recommended i paid the full 30 bucks for it don't regret it one bit uh it's perfect for the switch i know you're a bit of a stickler for does it run really well into god yes it yeah. does i mean it's uh, it feels it like 60 no nah, it's a it's a solid 30 though and oh. you know what for this kind of game doesn't distract from it whatsoever. isn't it isn't a souls inspired souls like so I, not really. I want to no I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. No, definitely not. Okay. Looks closer to something it's... like Hyperlight Drifter or something. Yeah, maybe more that. It, it's look. The closest thing is 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 definitely a Zelda game that I could equate mm. it oh, to. Okay. So you collect you collect souls because you're a Reaper, oh, but they're, they're not, when you die, nothing sound happens. Like a souls -like or anything. No, but it's not. It's not because that's where the the similarity, I guess, ends. Because okay. you don't you don't uh, you don't use the souls to to buy abilities but you don't lose them when you die there's none of that mechanic so it's 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 fine it's more like just a traditional adventure kind of game hey you're, really cool. you're sounding a bit echoey, you, echoey. can you get your like microphone a little bit closer yes yeah, hello yeah, cool. yeah not not hello? super close dude not super close you okay. just sound very far away and you got yeah Why am i sounding echoey that's weird yeah, yeah. it's okay. better if you're closer hang on wait uh, i have a fix for this <laughs> jesus wait all right what the hell is he's got sound dampening things this is a a lot of people okay. listen to it audio only. So... sorry people he's now smuggling his head around sound dampening is this better now that sounds like oh it God. does actually sound amazing clear it does sound amazing hello you're like I'll so, just do... you're so far away from the microphone and then you'd be an absolute cockhead <laughs> and go super close with insulating foam all right so let's move on to the next game i played which is Halo Infinite. Beaten, right? So, beaten. I have completely finished the campaign uh, of this pseudo open world <laughs> game because it's 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 open world with sort of what felt like the very last sections of the game were really, really linear, as in ridiculously linear to the point that having not fully played previous Halos before, but playing them enough to get the gist of it, I really feel like the end of this game was just rushed to get it out. Uh, it, it's so much acid reuse, level design reuse at the end of the game, uh, stuff told through not even proper cutscenes and stuff like that. I just feel like they, they, they run out of time and just had to ship this thing out the door. Um, in saying that, you know, solid game, quite enjoyed it for someone who's not massively into Halo. The, the gameplay's fantastic, especially in the, uh, the, the proper open world, um, absolutely enjoyed the, the gunplay in this um but again the linear indoor court like what's showing in the b-roll now uh it's just boring i really really hated that like i didn't think i would finish it but Hon i kept powering through honestly having played recently played some of halo 1 and halo 2 again mm -hmm. that is actually what all of those games are for half mm. of them there are there are the classic areas where they're open and you're in the vehicles which is what halo is known for but there are lots and lots of corridors, corridors yeah yeah but i feel and, like and some I think of them where you're like... like that as well Sweeney. yeah There's the whole sections that are just like very linear very corridor to corridor halo one is the worst for yeah. it where you're just running around hallways that look mm. the same and you're like i don't even know where i'm going but this looks like a door i haven't been in and it's kind of like just keeps going going with ways okay. you could almost so... say Sweeney, that 
It was a bit rushed, Halo 1. It was almost like they were trying to get it out for yeah, a almost. certain new third entry into mm. the console. Maybe there should be a documentary mm. about that. Exactly. They should if they don't have one already. They should yes. make one. Oh, my God. Did you hear about this <clears throat> new Xbox documentary? Oh, what? What is it called? It's called Power on the Story of Xbox. Oh, wow. Oh, I wonder if they yeah, cover I, I doubt that they'll that. cover Halo. Nah, <laughs> documentary. Not. It's not a big game for the, the Xbox franchise. So, Mike. Speaking of another I... game that's not big. No, I'll just ask you just quickly on Halo Infinite. So that was a good segue, Sweeney. You ruined it. No, because I I was w- wanting to know this. Are you like you were a Halo hater before, right? I, I Halo, a, a Halo. Hater. You were a Halo hater. You were a Halo hater. Don't deny uh, it. Fine, I wasn't has into this, Halo. Didn't has like this it at convinced all. you outside no. of obviously the things you don't you don't even know my <laughs> question yet. It Has this convinced you that the that the campaigns of the other games may be <laughs> worth no. checking out at all? Uh, Even kind of. For it's a weird one. Kind of. I kind of actually wouldn't mind pushing through the the anniversary collection. I think it is. What's the the Master Chief collection? The Master Chief collection. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, tempted to play that. To be honest, I am. Okay. Um, Look, I think the story is interesting. Uh, I'm, I've, I've never been a huge fan of the st- the lore. I think it's got some amazing concepts in it, really, really cool concepts in it. Um, but the problem is, it's just to me at least put down by the fact that I don't get the direction that we're trying to take the game in. I'm trying to take the world seriously, but I can't because it's got because it's got so. <laughs> <laughs> let's not ex- so let's not explain anything to anyone let's just leave it there let's just leave it there because <laughs> because it's got so much uh so much i don't know it's, it's trying to be too funny that i don't i don't it, i lose okay. i lose the the feeling of the game all right cool i so, like something like best effect that has a few jokes in between but it, it takes itself which it, also it, copied it halo seriously. to a big degree right uh not really sci-fi i mean sci-fi <laughs> And number yeah. of things you can do. Thank you. Thanks for answering my question. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So Shutting in a roundabout kind of way, I, I think I think I will actually give it a crack just to just to see how far into you. the series I can get. Not that you ever want to play any co-op game with me, but I just can't. I'm, I'm, I just can't. I'm not into committing. You know that. It's time poor. It's time poor. Exactly. I just don't want to commit exactly. to anything. I again, I play randomly. I don't have like the oh yeah, let's jump on at eight. I'm like I play whenever the hell I get half an hour to play kind of thing. So I can't so commit. With that short amount of time that you do play games, you you're always playing games you've never played before, isn't that right? Yeah. I exactly. tend to always play new games. Yes, including <laughs> a game that I've never ever played before, Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> And what are you playing it on this time? Uh, this time it's on PC. I never finished it on PC. Finished it on on whatever other platform it's on, I think. But I never finished it on PC. PS3? Yeah. Well, I think I have a PS3 copy somewhere as well. Even though I, I originally played it on 360 and then when it came out on Xbox One as well. And clocked it multiple times on both. I just love the game, man. I just love chilling in the game and just, just walking around and just doing random things. I don't think you're even... uh, unique. In very... No, the definitely game. I'm not during, unique. What is it, the second best-selling game of all time behind Minecraft? Yeah, I guess I guess be, in yeah. Swinney's definition, it's the number one selling game of all time. Yes. <laughs> even he had to in think here. about it. <laughs> it's not true in his yeah. mind that Minecraft I... isn't a game. I don't know. Does it actually? Is it the in terms of revenue the biggest selling? No, I think Not copies. In terms of numbers, copies. I think it's over no, no, no. I'm saying something. is it is in terms of revenue? <clears throat> is it more than Minecraft? 
I don't know that answers when well, you, yeah, <laughs> give it a lot away. No, I was, so, yeah, I was just knowing, knowing that obviously Minecraft, Minecraft does have some monetization, but nothing on the level of Grand Theft Auto. So I was just curious. Oh, but yeah, mobile games would be way ahead if you want to start measuring okay, those things. Fair but enough, fair enough. so, so this is why they made so much money. I was in the Epic store, and I'm like, oh man, I can get this for eight ninety nine. Fantastic! You didn't buy it on Epic, did you? Well, I, I did, and I'm what, thinking to why? myself, don't you have it on I, Steam? I don't have it on Steam, and I'm like, I'll just get it on Epic, and then I don't have to to figure out what the fuck my Rockstar password is and all that shit. Oh, so you have it anyway, on the Rockstar launcher? But anyway, just... I downloaded it on Epic. I already had it on the Rockstar launcher. Of course, I already <laughs> sorry, had it on the Rockstar launcher. That's so nine dollars. Sorry, that's nine dollars to save you a click of reset ah, my password. But here's the Epic best is part. not a good launcher anyway. Wait, 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 wait. Here's the best bit. It didn't save me anything because it still uses the Rockstar launcher. <laughs> <laughs> but, but... I bought another copy of the stupid game. <laughs> That's you awesome. Got, you got pumped. Alice. You got pumped. Yeah, I got. You really literally got pumped. what you deserved. <laughs> I totally deserved that one, just because I was couldn't be bothered opening up Rockstar and figuring That's out. Awesome. So yeah, that was a waste of nine dollars, uh, and now I need to play the bloody game to justify the nine dollars that I spent on it. Oh, oh that's a gift. That. Surely time. you can gift it. That is a classic. Nah, I've already used the. It's linked to my my that accounts is now. So a classic moment yeah. on this show. But I what I don't love understand so much. What I don't get is exactly what well, how the copies work. Because like the save file doesn't have my old save. So I, like, do I have like two copies now of the same game? I don't know. You'd be mad if it just anyway. wrecks it, so it can't work. It's completely destroyed, and then oh. I can't play it either. <laughs> Best nine dollars I ever spent. <laughs> oh, man. It's nine dollars investment oh. of my time to not play this game. Shit, that's really funny. Uh, and the last thing that I By the way, in you real... did actually sound yeah. like a hundred times better when oh, you had fuck. the panels next to your head. I think yeah, you, the microphone to... is just what too far I, away from your mouth. What if I just what if I just like put panels? Just no, we can't like, see your right. microphone. We can't see have your you got, microphone. Have you got your well, the microphone's like literally the microphone's just put it in your mouth. This far from my mouth. <laughs> not be happy. Okay. This this is literally right next to my mouth, right? Okay. So this is where the microphone is. It sounds pretty like, good. Like, see what I mean? Like it's right here. You sound like you're NPR or something. The, can you see the tip just in the corner? Yeah, I want to see just the tip in the corner. Just the tip. There it is. Just the tip. Do you want me to look at the tip? Mike, how, what, what's Prey like? What, what have you been playing? Okay, Prey? so the last game that I played, sorry, back on topic, uh, is is a little bit of Prey on PC. Again, did you buy it? Clar- I guess clarify, it's technically a different version than the you're Xbox talking one. Arcane's Prey, not yes. Human Head Studios or, or the, whatever they're called. The new Prey, yeah, Arcane, yeah, <laughs> new or Prey, yeah. And it's definitely Arcane because the characters look like something Arcane would make. But anyway, I know it's Arcane. So uh, I'm at the start of the game. I probably only put about an hour into it, if that. Um, I feel like it's such a bloody underrated gem. As in, mm. everyone knows about it. People, people have talked about, it, but it's not, it's not, it's not. It doesn't get the, the it's love it classic, deserves. Right? Oh, it's an amazing game. Yeah. yeah, it's really, really cool. So, so cool. So many cool elements about it. So the problem is, of course, you know, in between all the other games, I think once I finish Death Door, and I'm right at the end, I suspect you got all the upgrades Death and everything. Door? I must be. I must be around there. Uh, Grand Theft Auto is one of those games you just play over the course of a year so it's fine um i might actually finish prey this time so yeah i pray that you finish that game thank um, you so thank moving you, pun in, man <laughs> moving into <laughs> my updates as part of game of some other year we've got chrono trigger uh that's one game i've never played i'm a huge super nintendo fan played a lot of rpgs on super nintendo not as many as swinney 
but this one, I didn't look, honestly, I'd started this one. This is a bit like with your Final Fantasy 4, Swinney. I feel like mm. I've started the first hour of Chrono Trigger about 20 times. Yeah. And it just yeah. didn't hook me. But I have to say, pushing through that period of time and then getting to the different time zones, which I guess I can say, given it's Chrono Trigger and yeah. you know, it's been around forever. And that's not a spoiler, but um, yeah, like once you start to go through the different time periods, I, it really was like, it, it hooked me. I, I think I'll just be playing that mostly in the week off that I have. Uh, with my boys going to school and everything like that. Um, other than that, also watched the Power on Doco. We'll cover that later. And excited to say that the Analog Pocket is on its way to Australia for me. I already got mine, baby. No, you don't. And it's due Tuesday. So I'm quite pumped about it. Hopefully. That's I've got awesome. two on the way. Wait, there's a lot of things due Tuesday. I'm, I'm skeptical of this Tuesday. Well, it said Monday originally and I... Didn't believe that, mm. and then it's slipped to Tuesday. It's in Hawaii at the moment. What's okay. the first game you're going to play on it? Yeah, I've been actually thinking, do, uh, should I spoil it? I mean, it's like, you know, the anticipation of it. I was thinking of playing Final Fantasy Tactics, because I haven't played wow. that. I haven't played the that. The Tactics Advance, yeah. Yeah, yeah Tactics Advance. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. You, like, I've, I just know that, like, I love that genre, and a lot of people feel like that's the best game in that genre. Or like at least up there with the PS uh, One game. So yeah, like I'm, I'm super keen. Like I think I, it, it, the only thing I was like hesitant was like, shit, it's pretty chunky. And then part of me was like, maybe I'll play Aria Sorrow <laughs> for the fiftieth time. <laughs> like I've played those games so many times, but they're just so good. I'm like, oh, I don't know. But I, I think I'll crack uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. But yeah, I'm really pumped about it. Oh, if we do get it, well, sorry, we. If I get it. Uh, this week we'll cover it on the show next week and then i'm also doing some funny stuff with it on the side we'll see if that eventuates to anything and if we lose our channel you'll know why (laughs) (laughs) oh we do know why yeah yeah all right uh swinney the non-halo hater yes so i've been in a bit of a mad race to finish my new year's resolution uh specifically the final fantasy one because the other two are wrapped up join us and join us in failing as we were talking, the next section, my Assassin's Creed one is safe now, so we're we're all good with that. Maybe, um, maybe. No, we are safe. We are. Maybe safe. they just drop a little DLC on. <laughs> drop, drop another one. Drop that. a anyway, little we'll talk, free we'll talk DLC. About it in a second. Um, <laughs> so I have been actually, I have actually put quite a bit of time in Final Fantasy IV. I'm probably three quarters of the way through now. Now, can I ask um, you? Are you cheating? Are you speeding up the game? Save states. Um, I mean, I'm only using save states in terms Ooh. of like, it's, Hey, I just want to like come back to the game. You know, I'm not using it for saves coming. It's, it's weird. It's not a game that feels like you don't get much benefit out of saves coming that came out. Oh, really? So oh, okay. Fair not really like, cause yeah, anyway. Um, but I have, I have also spent a lot of time on my 12 days of Christmas challenge that, um, unfortunately Xbox I had to put on hold. Right? Yes. For, I was about to explain a little bit more, but yes, for a true achievements, and I put it on hold because I need to get through those Final Fantasy games. So, but I, the games I did play a little bit of Plague Tale Innocence again, which is, again, man, I talked about it last year. Um, the start of that game is just so heavy and so dark. Mm. It's kind of like it's it's man, it hits you in the, the it hits you in the feels. Well, it's like um, also played a little bit of Warhammer 40k Inquisitor Marta which is like the top-down D kind of Diablo style, but, you know, it's, it's a bit more arcade shooter than than something like Diablo. 
um that game seems pretty cool but runs like crap on consoles like there was no setting i could find that kind of felt right um so that's a bit of a shame the other game i'll call out that i played a little bit of is a game that mike is well aware of which is called morbid the seven acolytes so what do you think of that i don't know it feels like the chucked in souls mechanics in the game that doesn't feel like it needed it mm. like it's a game that felt it feels held back by stamina mechanics like because it's it's a mm. like a top down or isometric kind of game but that they've chucked all the soul stuff in and i'm just it just feels it Forced? i'll see what i feel like yeah it does feel forced so mm. but i've only played through like maybe literally know, like 45 minutes so it's okay. very early um i'll come back to that probably next year yeah, let me know uh and the only other thing i'll say is i played through and completed justice chronicles the game that i put on hold a little bit um the last chemco release uh and i said last time that this game ain't that great i'm actually i I've got to correct myself on that. This game is actually pretty good. Um, as you learn the system, I felt that it just had too many systems in it that overcomplicated it. Once you get your head around that and just kind of say, you know, okay, the fact that all my characters have equipment as well as all their kind of like spirits that you equip them, like Guardian Force style from Final Fantasy VIII, they also have equipment. And you're like, okay, so I have to manage like all this equipment. Once you kind of just kind of just stuck stick some equipment on those those spirits and don't care about it and whatever and it actually it's not a bad game um it's i'd say it's up there uh kind of actually when we get to the tier list we'll see for chemco but it's yeah, kind of i'd say don't spoil it come on but no just kind of just to wrap up my thoughts on this game i'd say it's probably like you know it i'd say for a hit point game it's kind of average because generally there's a, a higher quality than the other chemco games chemco games oh, but yeah spoiler that's alert. That's my. Well, I'm, I'm not going to forsake the fact that I'm talking about this game in separate circumstances. We know half the tier list now. So. Oh, you know half the tier list that's yeah. like 35 games, do you? Yeah. And like <laughs> 16 right, of Mike. them are okay, obviously Mike. worse than the other 16. And okay. you just spoiled it to us. Mike, <laughs> other than Justice Chronicles, name me one other Chemco game that you could predict. My placement on the tier list. Ooh, I no, no, can I modify one. that? Can I modify that? Name one Kemco game. Okay. Other than Justice <laughs> Chronicles. Yeah. I've talked about them enough on the show. Okay. I don't blame you if you don't. In, but in, but in, you do secretly. Uh, no, no, he's Googling. He's Googling. I'm not. He is. All right, we're moving <laughs> hands on. Hands are we're in the air. On. I'm not Googling anything. Hands off the equipment. Inferior Oculus. Magical Journey uh, Justice Chronicle. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the news. Let's jump I into the news. I don't know. And Swinney, it's uh, been a massive week for you. It has been. This is like big week in Swinney. It was big, uh, big week in Mike last week, and this is big week in Swinney. Oh, it was definitely that a big week in around. Mike last week. Oh, so... yeah, baby. Mm-mm-mm. Still feeling it today. So it was an Assassin's Creed bonanza this week. Um, so Ubisoft announced, as we alluded to last week, and that was leaked, um, the their biggest expansion ever. And we also knew that they had another piece of content, DLC, on the way that was meant to drop in December. And we now know what that is, which is a crossover event between Valhalla and Odyssey. So talking about 
the the expansion first. So it's called Dawn of Ragnarok. This thing is huge. They say it's the biggest expansion they've ever done, and that's pretty wild. Now, generally speaking, the expansions that Assassin's Creed does, the maps are pretty sizable, but they'll usually do them in pieces. So, for instance, Odyssey had um, the DLC for the, I think, uh, had like the Fields of Elysium, and then it had like the Hades one, and then it had the one set in... um, uh, I forget where the last one was, but basically, like it's set in different places. But this is just looks absolutely massive. So they say that the map for this is about one third the size of Valhalla's map of England, which is just that is huge. Now, to, to give some frame of reference, there the previous two DLCs they released for Valhalla, so the Wrath of the Druids, which, Druids, which is set in Ireland, and the Siege of Paris, set in France, of course. I would say they're probably, they're maybe closer to one-fifth, maybe a bit smaller than the map of England. So this is much larger than those by their account. But it's also priced accordingly. This is a $60 expansion, Australian. But I had to switch back to Facecam because I read your notes. I was like, wait, 60 Australian dollars? $60. Like that's, just for context, 60 Australian dollars, that's pretty much like full retail price. Of like the old gen, so yeah. you're, to you're, be fair, the new gen games are kind of selling for around hundred Australian dollars now, like mm. PS Five games and stuff. But but it's the ooh. third of the size you're saying. So of the map now, in in to this, I'll explain what mm. you're kind of getting for this. Okay, you are apparently getting thirty five plus hours of content in this expansion. Decent decent amount. You're getting essentially a game, a full retail game <laughs> as part of this expansion. Now, I do question the fact that, you know, like maybe they'll, maybe I've read, I haven't read this somewhere and it doesn't. This could almost be a standalone release. Like, but the fact ah, that you have to have but, Valhalla okay. for this. But anyway, this uh, this does look awesome. Obviously, it's very expensive. Obviously, I will buy it, but um, <laughs> it is, would you have to really weigh up <laughs> if you know if that's worth it for you it's developed by ubisoft sophia so they were mm. the developers behind the great assassin's creed rogue and also the uh, developers behind assassin's creed origins curse of the pharaohs dlc which was actually very good and i can see like curse of the pharaohs was of the pharaohs was very based in like uh egyptian mythology as well so that'll lend them really well for what they're doing with dawn of ragnarok because just based on the name, this is set in the mythological side of uh, Valhalla. Um, so in the main game of Valhalla, you do actually visit some of the Norse mythology realms already. So you visit uh, was it Asgard and, and Jotunheim. Uh-huh. In this game, you actually will be going into... I, forgive me, I'm probably going to butcher this, but I think it's Svartalfheim is basically the, the, is the, the one realm you that up, this right? is. Yeah, I, and I found this hilarious channel that... that does like really weird pronunciations but basically it's the dwarven realm so it's got some really really it's got a great setting obviously it's going to be huge um and you basically will be taking on i think it's Derta, like the big legendary like fire giant of norse mythology so i think it's got a really really cool setup um and there's a whole bunch of new abilities that sound really really cool like you can transform into a raven you can turn your body to magma it's like very like it's obviously over the top 
but that's often what Assassin's Creed DLCs are, especially since I'd say they really started heading that direction with the Assassin's Creed 3 DLCs, the um, Tyranny of George Washington, where they kind of, you know, gave you all these super superpowers and things like that. But yeah, I think this is really, really cool. But honestly, it's not my favourite thing that they announced. My favourite thing they announced was actually the crossover event between Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Mm-hmm. And that is because, as we've talked about many a time on this podcast... Controversially. Assassin's Creed Odyssey is my favourite game in the series. And not only that, Cassandra is my favourite Assassin's Creed protagonist. <laughs> so this will actually be a crossover event between the two games where they're adding a new quest <laughs> in in their old game, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and they're adding a new quest in Valhalla. And they both kind of... <laughs> That's cool. You, apparently, I've, I've heard that you need to play the one in, in Odyssey to kind of make a full sense of the other half of it. So if you don't have Odyssey, then obviously, apparently, you're not going to get the full story behind, behind the two, which is a bit of a shame. But this is obviously an event for the fans. And the fans would own both, you know what I mean? So they did make Odyssey free to play for a few days as well, but I think that's finished as of today. So, um, but yeah, so this has already come out. It was a free update. Now, I was worried that this would screw with my resolution to complete every achievement in every (laughs) Assassin's Creed game, which I've done um, by adding new DLC, uh, sorry, new achievements by the end of the year, but there's no achievements related to these crossovers. That's actually events. really cool, I think. So that that's what I think true love is in, in this context. <laughs> you you play it because you want to play it, you want to enjoy the experience. I know, I know. And know, as a is... real fan, not Yeah. So yeah, I've I've cool. heard like it's not the most amazing thing in the world, but I just love the concept. Like this is the first time they've ever done an event like this. But think about it, like there's very few games where times where this has ever happened in the industry it's certainly probably happened before but it's just kind of it's cool to have two parts linked from mm. the previous game well, um just on that though this... can i can i ask and the broader question here is you know how they're almost trying to move assassin's creed into a live service type model with with assassin's creed is... infinity yeah yeah is it infinite or infinity infinity i believe okay do you feel like they, this is almost like the precursor to that? This is like their experiments into that space? Yeah, you could definitely see it that way. I'd say a lot of that's also the fact that they're running these events, seasonal events already. Um, so they've, you know, got the Christmas event running. They've got the different, like, that are based on, like, Norse um, historical events and things. But mm. but definitely, like, yeah, testing the waters. And it, as part of the update for Valhalla as well, um, they've done what they've, called um like a data restructure so this the mm. file size of Valhalla is actually now smaller but it does require an entire re-download unfortunately um how much smaller is it just ballpark i haven't checked yet i haven't oh, updated okay. it so i was actually going to mention i haven't tried this crossover event yet now i mentioned earlier in the show that i'm focusing on my final fantasy games at the mm. moment to wrap up by the end of the year but also i actually kind of happy because now i can i've got this certain expectation in probably about two weeks i'll play through and i'll come back and say <laughs> I was excited for nothing, you know, or something like that. So but you have to finish good, this but... before the end of the year, right? To do your Assassin's Creed thing. No, because I mentioned there's no achievements related to this. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed that. Yeah. So that that's why mm. you like That's why I was worried that they'd add it. But unless, anyway, unless at the last second they make a New Year's Eve <laughs> adjustment to yeah. the achievement list. Imagine if they did that. How pissed would you be? 
Yeah, let's not let's not say it. Let's not even <laughs> joke about that. But uh, yeah, I think it's really cool news. Obviously, it's not the only news this year at Assassin's Creed, but I think it's the biggest of the year so far. Oh yeah, definitely. definitely. Well, well, the biggest of the year. I should say. Yeah, mm. no, cool. All right, and uh, moving into a surprise announcement this week, which was the Nintendo Indie World Showcase announced and went live within 24 hours. The right way to do it for these kind of events, in my opinion. Uh, we've picked out two items from that announcement that we find interesting. There's plenty more on it, so you can jump on and watch the whole showcase. I think it was about 20 to 30 minutes from memory. It wasn't too long. Kind of zipped through. I actually watched it all live. Oh, no, no. In the morning when sort of jumped on. But anyway, uh, the first one was Sea of Stars. So, Swinney, do you want to take this away? Yeah, so this is what opened uh, the showcase and is also what made the headlines, and understandably so. Uh, this is the next game by Sabotage Studio, who made uh, The Messenger, as it just popped up on our B-roll. Um, now, this is not a new announcement. Uh, this was actually announced back in March 2020. It was kickstarted as well. I think it raised 1.7 million Australian dollars for as part of its Kickstarter, and that's understandable because the messenger was awesome and the messenger has a lot of fans and this game is definitely plays differently to the messenger, but is apparently set in the same world. So oh. this is, sorry, Mike, you about to say something? No, no, I'm, I'm surprised. It's looks yeah, different to me. It'd be setting. interesting. It'd be great if they had the shopkeeper from the messenger <laughs> pop up somehow, but this is actually due for release um, at the end of next year. So it's not, it's not about to release or anything, but it is uh, currently confirmed for PC and switch, but they have teased that other console or other platform announcements are due fairly soon. So I think it's going to be on everything by the sound of it, or at least on PlayStation. Um, so yeah, so this is an RPG and for anybody watching the footage on our, on our clip here, no surprise that uh, it wears its uh, inspiration. So I guess yes, its influence on its sleeve, which is Chrono Trigger. This mm. base, this game mm. basically looks like a, a real cool modern version of Chrono Trigger, but it's not the only inspiration. So its battle systems definitely, uh, and the map and everything you saw, very Chrono Trigger. Where it's okay, it's got like an ATB style system where your placement on the map actually makes a difference with your, you know, the cone of your attacks and the, the spacing. And you can do crossover crossover attacks with your party members. But they've actually added in like a Mario RPG or Paper Mario style reaction-based uh, attacks. So, you know, okay, press a, do the timing based on, uh, on you know, blocking attacks. And I'll talk about that in actually in our Game Awards later because I played a lot of those style of games. But also they say Illusion of Gaia as well, or Gaia, however you say it. Uh, I always which say is Gaia, but yeah. Gaia, yeah. So, which <laughs> is a great game to want to, you know, to kind of ins get inspiration from. But um, there's no random encounters, which is awesome. Um, and we'll have lots of side activities like fishing, cooking, card game, cool stuff there. It's actually got, it's apparently a guest composer. I don't think he's probably the sole composer on the game, but uh, Yasunori Mitsuda, who actually uh, composed Chrono Trigger, as well as Chrono Cross uh, and Xenogears and Xenoblade Chronicles. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's you see that a lot these days where they you've got games that are being inspired by other games and they get the composer to come back mm. and actually do like at least one or two tracks, which I think is a cool trend. Hmm. Um, and the plot has you taking on the Fleshmancer. <laughs> and when I heard that, when I heard that term, Mike, it just reminded me of The Witcher Two, where they there's that joke about lesbomancy. In the cutscene, I'm just, I just now I can, can't separate those two jokes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think this looks awesome. 
Oh, yeah, I think it looks incredible. I feel like these kind of games, you know, they're almost the vision of what would have happened if, uh, you know, we didn't go down the 3D route. And I know I keep saying this, but it's just like, it's very, very cool that we're getting these type of games. Um, same as like Octopath Traveler. Uh, there was a new trailer for uh, Triangle Strategy, which is such a weird, weird title for a game. <laughs> It's no more, not that much more weirder than Ogre Battle or Tactics Ogre when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that's just a more quaint time. You know what I mean? Like, you'd have games just called pinball or like baseball, (laughs) right? Like, yeah, golf. (laughs) I think it's just, that's a different time. Like, Mm. right now, to call a game Triangle Strategy, it's pretty bold. But, um, but like, it's quite funny because the art style is so amazing. But, like, this is different, but it's also very cool. I love when they do the sort of pixel-based lighting effects. And I think you'd like that kind of stuff as well, Mike, where it's just... Oh, yeah. They've manipulated the, the bitmap colors of the actual pixels, like, with the lighting. It's just so crazy how they're doing yeah. this kind of stuff. It's very, very it's cool. amazing. Uh, but, I, like, even if I don't play it, honestly, I just will buy it because it's like, I want to support games like this. I want more games like this, so... Mm. I, I gotta be careful about that because it feels like we're getting starting to get a deluge of these type of games, which is cool. <laughs> which is cool. Um, and there was one more. I didn't know too much about this one, Swinny, but there was one more that you wanted to cover. Yeah. So this game, uh, it's called Amori, and this was the one last thing game that they had. And when I read the, because I, I didn't watch the indie showcase before I read like, oh, the, here's a summary of things that got announced. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm not sure what that game is. And then when I actually watched the Indie Showcase, it jogged my memory. I remember this game. This game has been around for ages, or at least has been talked about for ages. So this was Kickstarter back in 2014. Whoa. Yeah. So this game has been (laughs) in production for ages, and it only came out December last year. And I'd I'd forgotten all about this game. I didn't know it would come out already and everything like that. And honestly, the Indie Showcase did not do this game justice at all. So I didn't actually choose the trailer that they used for that. I chose another trailer. Now, Nintendo's obviously, they focus a bit more on things that are going to be a bit more family-friendly in terms of their presentations. This game, it makes sense why they didn't show the trailer that I've, I've got because you'll see that it actually gets a lot darker. Uh, this game is pretty wild. So it's it's the brainchild of Japanese artists called uh, Omakat. And it's based on their webcomic series. So that's why it had already had fans to get Kickstarter back in 2014. I think it raised 30,000. Sorry, it raised, sorry, not 30,000. That was its goal. And it raised $285,000. So it absolutely smashed its goal. But yeah, it was in development for six years. It was originally one of the stretch goals was to uh, release on the Nintendo 3DS. But with the Nintendo 3DS kind of reaching the end of its life, they moved the development onto the Switch. And this is actually a game built in RPG Maker, Mm. specifically RPG Mm. Maker MV. Now, we don't know if the Switch version is using the same platform uh, engine as that. I'd assume it probably could, and they just have to probably make adjustments necessary. Um, But it's actually about uh, what's called a a, a hikikomori. So that's like a shut-in, like a social recluse. And it's it's a big thing, not a big thing, but it's like a... It's a trend in Japan that mm. there's people that kind of stay inside all the time. And it's about a person like that that also has like an alter ego. And it's it's a very psychological... It's basically a psychological horror game in many ways. And it deals with um, like split across the real world and the dream world. So it's very much... it's While it's darker, you could definitely see the inspiration from Earthbound. 
But mm. one of the biggest inspirations for this game is a game that not everyone would have heard of, but it's the first thing I thought of when I saw this game and it jogged my memory, which is a game called uh, Yumeniki, which was um, also an RPG maker game from 2004 that kind of blew up on the internet very much like a creepy pasta style game, if you're familiar with that term, oh, yeah, where yeah. it's like, yeah, games where there's more, the very break in the fourth wall and everything. But what I really, really like about this game is it plays into the whole psychological part. So the battle system, while it's a turn-based battle, it's actually based, it's kind of like Fire Emblem where you've got your rock, paper, scissors um, attacks. And I don't know if you can bring up that image uh, Indigo, that I, I shared with you before. What image? The the image that I that we're going to overlay? No Remember idea what image? you're talking about. Yeah, you're just bullshitting me. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see for anyone watching on on youtube that the actual emotions of happiness and and being angry and sad actually form that rock paper scissors of the battle system which i think is really really cool and then there's actually status effects that take it to further down the extremes of emotions so really really cool ideas i'm actually now super pumped to try this game i didn't mention it's actually coming out uh, in quarter two next year so mm. it's not too far away yeah so i've I don't honestly. I don't think Nintendo's indie showcase did this game justice in trying to explain it at all. But I kind of understand why they didn't get into the psychological horror part too much. Yeah, so. yeah, no, it makes sense. Oh, cool. Nice. I um, talked a lot there, so sorry for talking your ears off. No, no, no. no, no that was no, really no, cool. No. That was really fascinating, actually. Yeah, I like They're the both, deep, the deep lore really on RPG Maker <laughs> games all the way back from 2004. <laughs> we do need to dig out your game one time. Yeah, I've got. I can't. I don't know if I've got it still. Oh no! Yeah, serious? I think the I think the hard drives that oh. it was on were probably failed at this point. So oh, I, that that would actually it's lost make me to sad, the annals man. of lost to the annals of time. You could remake it and be better. Oh yeah, <laughs> let's just make the sequel. <laughs> the sequel to the <laughs> game that the never initial. got made. All right, yeah. let's let's move on to our last story for today. Um, and this was actually for me really really cool news. Um, and broken in a very cool way. Uh, so Nick, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl appears to be getting two highly requested features, including from one of our panelists, uh, added into the game, crossplay and character voiceovers. Yes. Could you imagine that? Oh. Uh, and the news was revealed by Ludosity. Ludos, I hate their name. Sorry. <laughs> Art director Diego Hernandez in a recent stream with Pro smash player hungry box which is That's very awesome. cool I love he hosts that. a lot of tournaments they re recently released uh the garfield dlc free dlc but they did announce in the stream one thing for sure and then the other part kind of officially but not but we'll get to it so the cross play will be coming q1 2022 uh it's it's going to combine pc ps4 5 switch xbox one xbox series hernandez said quote we wanted to launch with crossplay, but we came to the conclusion that we needed to wait a little bit longer to fine-tune some of the details. We were just testing out the waters and seeing how the net code and everything worked first before introducing it. I know in that stream he went on to say, like, you know, we're bringing it in a lot earlier even than they thought because it is working so well. Um, but the real key thing that Hungrybox sort of teased out and, you know, Hernandez hinted at and then you know hungry box really pulled out of him was the unofficial <laughs> confirmation the unofficial confirmation but official for me uh tease from hernandez uh which quote we've been hearing your requests and we'll make sure you'll be hearing from us soon 
end quote. And then even after that, we had hungry boxes sort of like, all right, he's not going to say it, but I'm going to say it. We're going to have voiceover, <laughs> character voiceovers <laughs> are coming. He went, you know, the very traditional uh, hammed up hungry box reactions when he, but I was yeah. very, I was very pumped. And, you know, we had this thing that happened recently, which was Warner Brothers uh, revealed multiverses, which has the voice actors. And we don't have it here, but uh, one of the people from the studio actually like tweeted about it and said, oh, interesting that they've got voice acting. That's a pretty big feature. I think mm. a lot of people are really resonating with that. So it does seem like, you know, the studio then got in contact with uh, their publishing reps, people like me, and said, look, look, look at the data. <laughs> you know, you got to change your mind. And I'm like, it's going to cost us one cent. I'm not sure if we want to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I really feel for Ludosti because they obviously would have wanted this from the start. Oh yeah, and it's it's so telling watching the game because I still don't have the game, still haven't played it. Um, but as as a spectator, the the game feels lifeless to watch because it, it's the element you didn't realize is so important until it's gone. Yeah. Look, I I look, I went in on it. I wanted to support it because I think you know having competition in the platform fighter space is important as well. Um, and it's just, it's, it's a funny concept, you know, and I love, you know, some of the characters, Ren and Stimpy, almost my favorites. Um, but yeah, I do get you. It, it's not so bad when you play it, but I think it does ruin the kind of party element to it. Like even when mm. I thought, ah, oh, I'll break this game out. It's sort of a bit lifeless, like you're saying, Swinny. So mm. that's going to be a massive thing that they introduce. They can't introduce it quick enough, really. Um, mm. and I didn't know that the last character got leaked. So you yeah, so... spoiled for me, Swinney. Maybe don't mention it. <laughs> okay, I won't mention it. Um, but yeah, no, like Garfield that you mentioned mm. was leaked at the same time as this character. Ah, so okay, they both kind enough. of... I'll tell you what, like we've got something in our um, one minute for the Swin about it, but data mining has kind of ruined a lot of the the best part of gaming announcements, which is the surprise element. Because like you've got like people just data mining everything and just ruining it for everyone. I'd hate it. I honestly hate it. Like, yeah, I hate it. it doesn't, that's, that's why we're not mentioning it. That's why we're not mentioning it. No, it's like, well, that's it's fine. That's fine. But yeah. I'm just saying it's like, like there's not this, what is there to gain from data mining really? Like for new, for things that are current, you know, old things make sense a little bit. Anyway. Look, I like, I'll just say it like this, because I love this kind of hacking kind of stuff, but I, I love it just for the exploration. It's like, wow, they've figured out something. You know, we'll actually cover it to some degree in um, the big awards, right? Around uh, Lance Mc... McDonald, is that right? McDonald? I can't yeah, remember his last name. Yeah, McDonald. McDonald. Yeah. Um, you know, because he decompiled parts of Near Automata, right? Like in mm. mine through it and all that kind of stuff to find really cool stuff in it. And I, I think that stuff's really cool. I do agree with you. And I just wish these companies got smarter with this stuff. Like they're mm. going to hack it all to get... Like, if you put anything in there that is going to indicate something, it's going to be found. So they, they've got to get better at not putting it into games, in my opinion. So anyway, that's my rant. That's the news for the week. But before we close out the news, we do have a special segment where we wrap up the news, where we'll bring up a counter on stream. And Swinney, because Mike failed, the Halo hater failed, uh, <laughs> and he's now going to do a nude run at the next PAX. Australia, um, in a mankini, he agreed the other week, and I've got it clipped on Twitch, uh, where Swinney will have one minute to cover all the things of note. So last week you did do 
180 words and we said we're going to bump it up by one each week so is it 181 it is 181 (laughs) i love that i love that specificity (laughs) that's brilliant okay (laughs) that actually made my day um, all right hey i don't know if this audio is gonna work shit when i think about it but we'll see right. the video if it doesn't work okay that's fine that's okay. fine so, so i'll start whenever start? you start okay ubisoft have officially revealed they are remaking splinter cell picross s7 has been announced for nintendo switch minecraft is the first category to hit one one trillion views on youtube peter molyneux's next game legacy will require an nft purchase to take part while Stalker 2 devs reversed a decision to include NFTs in their own game. The Australian video games industry saw 23% growth in 2021 compared to last year. Final Fantasy XIV Online was temporarily removed from sale this week due to it being too popular. Tencent have acquired Back for Blood maker Turtle Rock Studios, and Turtle Rock have also added a new single-player campaign to the game. Sega is releasing a new Astro City Mini V console with a vertical screen in Japan. Five more classic Mega Drive slash Genesis games have been added to Nintendo Switch Online Library. The Elden Ring closed network test has been data mined and spoilers are abound on the internet. And finally, streamer Dr. Disrespect is opening a new game studio called Midnight Society with former Infinity Ward and 343 Industries devs. You nice. smashed that. You smashed that, man. Comfortable. Yeah, it's too easy. I, I, I saw our little I know, I know, I know what's going on with the, the runs. <laughs> that's, how, that's how the hamburger is made. It's not like I walked out of the shower and I'm on stream. <laughs> <laughs> People are knowing what's going on here. I don't know. I gotta figure I thought, this out I thought 343 Industries would screw me up, but I got through it. Yeah, it's almost so too I'm, easy, I'm, man. You're like I made it the I made it the last mm. thing just in case I screwed that up. But that's an interesting thing Dr. Disrespect is doing. Like now he's worked in I think he worked for Sledgehammer games in the past. So he's you know, he's worked on that side before, but what a cool name for a studio, Midnight Society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when that this was announced so and I was cool. like, that's a cool wow. name, man. Wow. <laughs> there is every now and then people have these names and I'm like, damn, that's just a good name. I know. I, I think you could have any name unless it's offensive and it'll be fine, right? Mm-hmm. Over time, but that's a good name. Like three four three is shit. That's like I don't actually know what the reference is. I'm sure three four three is a Halo reference. Yeah, but it's boring. Yeah. It's just yeah, you know, I know, I know, shit. I know. So hmm. what was the thing that I oh the Astro City? I saw that pop up because I've got a alert because I want to buy an Astro City cabinet, like a full blown mm. arcade. Oh, cabinet. and it's popped up. <laughs> yeah, and it popped up this week, and I'm like, wait, what? Oh, okay. And the Elden Ring stuff, man, I'm on, like, high alert for spoilers in that space. The whole mm. plot's been spoiled, supposedly. Oh, shit. No, well, thanks. the funny thing is, like... <laughs> plot. From software games, like, you have to decipher the plot anyway, so <laughs> yeah. you probably wouldn't understand 99% of what's leaked. You know, if you ask me, what is the plot of Dark Souls, <laughs> which I recently beat, I'm like, <laughs> I kind of think I understand, because I just skip like, everything. I don't care. Who's, who's Belka? Yeah. I don't know who that is. I definitely don't know who that is. Just being honest. Fair enough. Being honest. Fair enough. Fair enough. What's that beeping, by the way? Is that? Oh, uh, that's my end. I'll, I'll fix that. Uh, is that the your like life alert that you have yeah, to press I, it to show I, that you're I, alive? I, pre- I actually did it before the stream, but <laughs> it must have just whatever. It's it's still that's going. All good. So all good. I'll turn that off in a second. All right. Well, let's get into uh, the first special feature, which is about power on the story of xbox as part of the 20th anniversary celebrations xbox have released a free six-part documentary series looking at the crazy history of xbox so available on youtube or you know on your pirate sites or whatever you want to get it um previously back in jan bloomberg ran an article named xbox the oral history of an american video game empire by 
Dinah Bass. She actually writes a lot of articles along with Jason Schreier, I've been. It's funny, you saw her name pop up in mm. one of the documentaries uh, in... Uh, so she's been with Bloomberg for ages, I didn't realise. Yeah, so we've covered some of these stories in the past, but I... So out of all of us, I'm the least fan of Xbox. I think, you know, they're fine and everything like that, but it's when he's the mega fan and Mike's sort of... You probably play mostly on the Xbox if you have a choice. Mm. Yeah, mostly. Uh, I only played the 360 and I have no interest in anything beyond that. But I got addicted to this, man. I started watching the first episode and... I look, you know, I'm probably the least biased here, but I'll give them a lot of credit. Like it felt like obviously it is their slant on it and they've paid for it. So they're not going to blast themselves, but as a whole, like <laughs> honestly, I walked away from it going, why did they get into video games? <laughs> like, it seemed like they're paying out billions all the time for <laughs> either studios Just or F-ups yeah. and they're like well, yeah. you know, fixing <laughs> consoles. Because or... that's where the money is. They, they That's yeah. what they said. To begin with, they knew this is what. No, but but they knew that that's where the industry was going to go, and and I think what one of the first episode, which is chapter one, the Renegades, that talks about the genesis of of the entire Xbox business, talks about how really the reason Bill probably ultimately approved it is because he was afraid that they were going to get left behind by Sony. Yeah, I think you're right. That's and- sort of. The reason why they did it, and then we, they just doubled down on it. Yeah, and you can't play the what ifs, right? You can't play the, you know, oh, what if they didn't do it? What would happen? Nothing would happen. Okay, you don't know. Like, who knows? You mm-hmm. know, maybe it wouldn't. Maybe it would be a disaster for them. So yeah, you never know those kind of things. But, but you also don't know. I mean, they 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 drove a lot of that stuff in the industry. So you don't know what would have happened if, say, Sony was the only player in the game. Having no competition, maybe innovation would have been as high. We wouldn't have seen the kind of stuff that we, we see today. Or maybe a complete third party would have come in. Heck, maybe even Nintendo would have completely done something different. Yeah, um, if, if, you know, Microsoft weren't around. So it, it definitely had a huge impact, I think, on the industry. Stuff that we take for granted nowadays. The one thing I wanted to shout out before I throw it to Swinney is I, I, I give respect to Don Matrick to actually come on, show his face. Mm. and actually like talk on the doco i think out of everyone it, you know and it's also about narrative like uh, you know we we all work at big corporates but like narrative is super important internally and especially for you're sort of like the last guy or the last guy that really blew things up it's like the way you talk about that even you, you sort of put everything onto that person and you also do the whole thing of oh they did their best but you know oh, like let's just let's just not talk about it right let's you know they mm. fucked everything up but it's all right let's move on <laughs> and like i give the guy credit for coming on right i'm not even saying that he came off that well but i give him credit for coming on and talking and sort of going look this is what we thought and they kind of took a bet on something and it didn't work and I did like how they memed themselves with the uh, Xbox One presentation, which was yeah. a disaster. Yeah. And it was good. It was it was uh, interesting. And it, it, the other one thing I wanted to say before Sweetie jumped on was I, I liked how um, Mike Matei was actually like oh, a yeah. little tiny segment I know. of the thing. I was like, that is so weird. <laughs> and I loved it. It'd be so cool if it was like, you know, if he was watching it, he's like, oh, shit, that's me. What the hell? Yeah. But well, yeah, Sweetie, what they, did you they, think? You're the mega fan. Got- they may have got clearance for some of those people who don't know. Like, oh, there's I'm a sure, lot yeah. of angry Joe in this one. Yeah, um, I'm sure. But uh, look, just up front, if you like video games, which obviously you listen to the show, if you like knowing how games are made, 
if you care about the history of video games, watch this. Mm. Now, it's not perfect. It's obviously... There, there's certain things where they definitely angle it that you that are a little questionable, but this is such an important, I guess, thing to watch. Um, I wish we had this for all the consoles. Mm. I would love something like this for Nintendo. <laughs> oh my god, I would. They would, uh, would never do Nintendo it. Nintendo would ever do that. But I would love it It'd so be much. Awesome, yeah, dude, I'd be it like eating be, that up, man. Yeah. It would be amazing. Um, so huge props. So Microsoft and Xbox for doing this. Huge props to I think it's Ten One Hundred, the production studio yeah, as well it. behind mm-hmm. this. Um, there, I have a huge amount of respect for any person or any I guess entity that is willing to show its weaknesses, even if they angle things. And they showed a lot of weakness in this. You know, they talked a lot about as you mentioned the failure of the xbox one and the approach there they talked a lot about the hardware failures with the 360 the red ring of death they talked a lot more about things they got wrong and that's that's something that doesn't happen that often you know often that sort of stuff is swept under the rug and you only it only comes out through articles and third parties to writing about it but it's just a great watch um mm. i i kind of wish that because the majority of it's like I'd say the first half of it's almost all about the original Xbox launch and how the Xbox itself came to be, which was amazing. But I kind of would I wanted to, them to dig a bit deeper on like the 360 stuff that wasn't the Red Ring and the Xbox One. Hmm. So I understand they had a they needed to reach an endpoint, which was like okay, we need to talk about where we are now. But I kind of wanted more. I wanted like deeper dives in some of the like the later generation stuff, you know. Honestly, it felt like a ten-part documentary. Yeah, that they made yeah. a six-part. Yeah, and they sort of got through the fourth, and then they were like, "Oh, we don't have the budget for ten." Because <laughs> yeah. it was weird. I agree Bail. with you. Like <laughs> two thirds of it was just Xbox One, mm. and then it was like really rushing through. Like I'm pretty sure they brought up 360, and then the Xbox One in the same episode from memory. Yeah, it was it zoomed yeah. through really quickly was, and and it was kind of a bit crazy because like Xbox, I know they did touch on it. And I'm kind of glad about that, but Xbox 360 pioneered so many things that mm. it honestly doesn't get enough credit for. Like when I got one, mm. you know, that was really getting back into gaming a little bit, and then I went off it again. But like it was awesome to connect. Like Mike and I used to play <laughs> like Modern Warfare Two and Modern Warfare One. Actually, that's how old we are. Um, like the original Modern Warfare, like at night, you know, you have your headset. It's like a social media platform. Like it genuinely, like it was, yeah. I kind of forget it was before all the major social media platforms, yeah. like Facebook. It literally mm. predates Facebook and it was awesome. And it works, in my opinion, still better for me. The 360 worked better than like anything that PlayStation Nintendo does and mm. Discord. Like I still just preferred the way that worked and how, you know, and I'd imagine Xbox series works as good if not better than the way the 360 work i don't know i don't have one but mm. um just something about the way it all worked and it tied together it was just simple it, worked, it was, it was simple like I, I, I remember prior to that if you wanted to play a game with someone you the last time i had done stuff i had to put ip addresses yes in, that's what you, i was gonna say you know, like, right like, like my that. ip address <laughs> now it's so, you just go to their name invite them to a party yeah, it was Boom. so sick man so the the thing i had probably the most like mm, you know, Quas with was they they had an episode that kind of half the episode was focused on Halo, which is obviously important. Halo is their killer app, and you know that's what made Xbox. Yeah, for sure. Um, 
but kind of the way they approach this halo being the like the first to do everything with that now yeah. they mention it later but there's like even a clip where they're showing one of the devs and they've literally got a 64 controller yeah. next to them. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, <laughs> look, I never played Goldeneye that much, but really, I thought more. But even they laid but it even, on very thick. They laid but it. But even on very Turok, thick. Turok was before that yeah, as well. Turok you know, was, now yeah. the thing is, like, they kind of they skirt around it, so you could definitely, like, you know, see, you know, it's word salad kind of stuff. But the one thing they said is like Halo was the first to do like the twin stick thing, which is just absolutely wrong. It was actually Alien Resurrection on PlayStation 1 that actually did that first and it actually got slammed for it. So <laughs> yeah, it was too, it's too complicated, right? Yeah. Mm. So that, I just, awesome. by and large, like everything else I was cool with. Um, but can but I, obviously, Halo standardized that stuff and Halo was the first man shoot that kind of bridged the gap between PC and It console. ushered in the era of dual Yeah. Shit. Like, I, you got to give it credit for, like, if they said it, I, I, I get what you're saying. I did also. You might as well, like, sorry, you might as well move the Halo Halo over to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I also agree that they were laying it on a bit too thick. It was like yeah. there was a line and they went a little bit. It was like one, you know, plot it too many. And it was mm. like, ah, you guys are getting a bit over the top. But I do, I would give them the, the credit of saying it ushered the era in of first-person hmm. shooters on consoles with twin-stick shooting. Yeah, pattern. yeah, that's fair enough. And yeah. everyone sort of like, eh, does that really work? I still prefer keyboard and mouse. I'm, I'm a dinosaur, mm. right? But it's amazing to me that people are like legitimately, oh, no, con- like, you know, using a controller is better. I'm like, that's crazy to me. But it's it's Halo's got a lot to mm. do with changing people's thoughts about how that all works that was the first that was the first game that really changed people's mind about it so so, so. a couple other random thoughts i guess for me to close off my i guess uh how i view this i love that they brought up jurassic park trespasser for seamus blackley <laughs> yeah as yeah, like weird. hey that yeah. game was one of the biggest failures <laughs> and like he was the guy behind that and he was like one of the key members. It. <laughs> it was great i loved it um the other one, I never knew how much I needed to hear Snoop Dogg talking about the Red Ring of Death. Mm. Like, that made me laugh so much to have him talking about something so... I'm not saying it's niche, because obviously it's not niche in gaming, but to have someone like Snoop Dogg talking about the Red Ring of Death is just amazing. But he's a big gamer. He's a big gamer. Yeah. So. Um, also, funny thing is, and I could be wrong, fairly certain, so they had like a montage... They had lots of game uh, footage and stuff interspersed, which is it's interesting to see which ones they chose for which and stuff. But they're talking about the Xbox One X. Now, think about how long ago that launched. In the montage for that, uh. they actually had footage of Dying Light 2, which still hasn't come out yet. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I noticed that as well. Yeah, the city part. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and the fact they had Laura, Laura Bailey uh, doing a little Lorraine, bit of narration, yeah. which anytime I hear her talk, I just think of Kaine from Nia saying fuck all the time like it's just funny to hear when she's like being all super professional and stuff so I, cool. yeah I, overall i thought this was great really worth a watch for and as i said anyone that's interested at all mm-hmm. in video games should probably watch this yeah the quick tier list it's like the smash doc is s tier that's the greatest like that's just way up there but this is a solid like b or a in my opinion mm-hmm. like and there's not that many great uh you know video game docs at this length you know, there's mm. some really cool ones that are like an hour that, you know, video game historian, no clips, stuff like that. Mm. But at this length and this quality, it's like right up there. Like no clips, the only other one that I can think of off the top of my head. So yeah, look, I'm surprised they didn't talk more about rare. 
Like it was like they didn't mention rare. Yeah, that is. A I good think point. once I from memory. <laughs> yeah, that is. That's actually good. I guess because that didn't probably have. While they're not in a horrible place or anything, it didn't probably have like a great ending to that one. Like the mm, story is still kind of. It's like See, rare compared. Very popular. It is. It is. But it's not the rare that I guess people think of. No. You know. So no. and Ever Wild is in development hell at the moment. So it just that know. was the that was one thing that surprised me a little bit that they didn't mention at all. I did like that they mentioned the Nintendo stuff and they were very honest about that. Just yeah. like Nintendo had like absolutely zero like negative interest in talking to them about being acquired. It- even having like Jack Tretton, the old CEO with PlayStation, yeah, that was cool. Coming mm, up quite a bit. Like, it's wild. I was waiting for Reggie to show up. He was yeah. in some footage, but I was hoping mm. he would show up because he's been in. I think they did a roundtable with them recently, but yeah. But I think he understands a... this is a marketing effort. He doesn't want to help the enemy. Clearly, too much. yeah. Well, the roundtable is a marketing effort. Yeah, but like that's more of an industry. But they should thing. have this had is, to set him on, and he should have just gone. We didn't want anything to do with it. That's it. Just. But, but the last thing I wanted to mention before we move on to our big year in awards is The Rock. And because <laughs> I know you're a huge fan of wrestling, Swinny, but The Rock and Bill Gates is freaking awesome. Like they, That was it, awesome, yeah. It actually is true. The random charisma that they had, and it's carried by The Rock, to be fair, and just Bill Gates allowing himself to look like a bit of an idiot. It mm. was actually pretty awesome. <laughs> like it, it works. It really does work. It's one of those iconic moments in, like, video game, I guess. Like, not the gaming side of it, like, the business side of yeah. video games, you know? Yeah. It's just so cool. It, it worked, dude. It worked. And, like, I still associate The Rock with Xbox for some really crazy reason. So, yeah, cool, Doco. Check it out. It's free. So just jump on uh, YouTube. Not many people have watched it, to be honest. I looked at the view count. I was kind of surprised no. how low it was. So. Uh, to, to be fair, I watched most of it on the you can watch the actual movies through the xbox movie thing oh it's also available through there oh, yeah so maybe yeah some of the view counts to mm. buy for free oh, yeah. so okay. maybe some of the view counts would have gone through stuff like that no oh, fair enough cool all right swinny <laughs> there's that another ring or something all right um yeah. uh, let, wait no i need to intro this segment i'll turn it off yeah, in a second yeah yeah do you want to intro I, think I, I get five minute gaps between them <laughs> and i thought i had more time Go on, go on, intro this segment. Intro okay. the, big, the big special. Screw the Game Awards, that event that we spent so long talking about <laughs> in the last few weeks. Screw them. It's time for the awards that really matter as we present Big Year in Gaming's Big Year in Awards 2021. <laughs> so we, we did this last year. <laughs> Changed it up a little bit this year, but we have tried to keep majority majority of the categories the same. Mm. There's 16 categories. Do we want to have a quick run through of what the categories are? Because why not? I think it'll it'll set mm-hmm. things up. Why not? So, so go. Actually, Mike, I've I've talked a lot in this segment. Do you want to run all through right, while I turn right, this big right. Let's do it. So first category we have is the biggest big story of the year. Then we have the second category is the biggest small story of the year. Third category is CDPR presents biggest I am disappoint of the year. (laughs) Fourth category is the biggest face of the year. So this is a person or company to be celebrated. Fifth category is biggest heel of the year. This is the villain of the year. Who will that be? Sixth category is the biggest mic drop of the year. 
That's the announcements that took us all by surprise. Seventh category is the biggest broken record of the year. Hmm, who will that be? Eighth category is Intigut's biggest amiibo of the year, because we all know he really hates amiibos. Oh, oh crap, I, I capitalized amiibo there. Sorry. Sorry. <gasps> no, I lost my amiibo license. Sorry, Ninth man. is Mike's biggest Souls-inspired, Souls-like Metrovania game of the year. Stay tuned to see which of the guys a lot this year. Uh, 10th is Swinney's biggest Paper Mario clone of the year. Hmm, he has played a lot of those too. 11th is Intergot's biggest game of 2021. Just give it to Metroid already. 12th <laughs> is Mike's biggest game of 2021. Gosh, Mike doesn't even know what he's going to give it to, but he'll find out in a few minutes. <laughs> I, like the, I like the time point narrative. It's just wrecking Mike. I love it. <laughs> 13th is Swinny's biggest game of 2021. Are they Will all RPGs? They are, they? <laughs> Shit. Damn it, they are. And, and would have been good. Honorable mentions as well. Please. please <laughs> and please. the honorable mentions. Please. Well, please, he hasn't really please, played anything else. Seek help. <laughs> 14th <laughs> biggest game none of us played of the mm, year that's a good one that's a good one quite a few good although ones. let's yeah let's get into it later but yeah go on all right 15 number 15 what's your second last biggest don't forget me games games that didn't get a nom nom but are worth giving a <laughs> shout and, and number 16 the is the big week in gaming's biggest game of the year so we, we kind of saw a flaw in my opinion when we looked through the 2020 list and we sort of realized we didn't say what the biggest game, like what our game of the year is. It's just well, big game and small game. <laughs> our idea last year was before Mike came on board and like, and I'll get to that in a second, but we'd played none of like the biggest games yeah, of the year. That's true. So Mike was the only person who played really any of them. It's um, the only reason they got me on the show. But that's different this year. Pretty We've actually much. played a lot of the, what we people have. consider the best games of the year. So yeah. Let's give a Game of the Year award. And finally. I think Swinney also went to hospital, so that's why you're on the show. Damn you, one hospital <laughs> Yeah, that's trip. true. That's, um, that's what happens. All right, let's get yeah. stuck into it. I love this yeah, format, Swinney. I like how you got your little star that beautiful. you put on each one. Beautiful. Let's, I'm let's driving it, so I can, I can pick whatever wins. Correct. <laughs> so it's very powerful. So the first category, biggest big story of the year. Stories that moved the needle. Last year's winner was Microsoft buying Zenimax. This year, the nominees are Activision Blizzard's Culture. Apple versus Epic's face-off. Facebook becomes meta. I feel like you're trying to screw me with it while you're in here, Sweeney. Sony buys Evo and Valve announces the Steam Deck. I feel like this is an easy one, but what, what do you want to do? Yeah. I'll say we've got a, a couple of honorable mentions as well. The Switch OLED, Switch Pro crap, and yep. the GameStop stock craze, which feels like... Oh, that was this, this year? Point. Jeez. Yeah. Man. Wow. Yeah, no Switch Pro was kind of like, yeah, anyway, we'll probably cover it later, right? So I, I feel like Activision Blizzard has to be the biggest one. <sighs> I I kind of agree simply because, sorry, Mark, I know you're about to say something. First mm. of all, Epic, Ep, Apple versus Epic was, so that started last year in terms of everything happening, but this year was, it continued, but that's also when the court case happened. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's dragged across two years. It's still big, but I kind of agree. I think Activision Blizzard, even though we didn't really cover the everything in detail directly, um, we covered delays and stuff, was still probably the biggest story, I think. I think top three publisher, 
so many people have like left the company, like at a very senior level, CEO and co-founder, basically, you know, 25% shareholder is under insane pressure. Bobby Kotick, like, I don't know. I feel like other ones are bigger to me, but this is the biggest, like this is in wall street journal. This is like, mm. this is actual mainstream news, right? Whereas it's, the it's other caused, ones aren't as much. It's caused, yeah. Like share price changes. It's like, it's, massive game delays of overwatch 2 and diablo 4 mm. what do you reckon like maybe cultural shifts okay so so from a personal perspective i would say you know the announcement of the steam deck is my number one but that's not moving the needle overall and we we don't really have anything to play with that's i think next year might this might be the mm. biggest thing right um facebook becoming meta i think could have massive repercussions on society moving forward again is it something that's moved the needle at the moment? Probably not. Will it be something that will be massive later on? Absolutely. It's going to be a huge ripple effect. Apple versus uh, Epic? Yeah, look, it, there was a big story. We covered it quite a bit as well. But I think ultimately, because of what I think Activision has stood for over the last, what, I don't know how many years... I used to be huge into their games and then I realized all they do is they just try to get people hooked, turn them into zombies of their games. <laughs> and that that is a rotten, in my opinion, that it's an absolutely rotten culture to begin with. So it's no surprise to me that internally the culture also had issues. So to me, that's, that's definitely the biggest story. And I think it, it might also have pretty big repercussions on the rest of the gaming industry in terms of some of these companies not getting away with some of this shit. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Activision Blizzard culture as well. Awesome. All right. Well, just uh, lock yourself in, viewers. If uh, there's 16 categories, 15 to go. If we have a five-minute yeah, round, we, like uh... we might be in <laughs> No, no, but come on. You, no, you guys, I, mean... I, I had a fair share. No, we all this, got a fair share. This is what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. Um, right, I, category two. I, Wait, I'm I, so glad no, there's I, an award for you coming up. I hereby <laughs> suggest we change this category next year to Activision Blizzard presents biggest big story. Yeah, that's, I'm happy with that. Okay. <laughs> All right, category number two. Biggest small story of the year. Niche stories or one that kind of went under the radar. Kojima and Blue Box Conspiracy. No, uh, new DLC for old games, Quake and Amala. Neo Automata's final secret, PAX Australia getting cancelled, and the Workboy uncovered. So last year's winner was the Melee Rollback mod Slippy. Very, very good winner. Uh, any standouts in this category out of the nominees? To me, it's the Kojima Blue Box Conspiracy that I still okay. have no freaking idea what's going on with it. The mystery remains. It, it definitely got me hooked trying to figure out what's going on. For me, near Automata's final secret being discovered at the start of the year. I love that. There's something about it that was just very cool. Oh, I'm in I'm in pain because they're they're the two they're the two front runners for me. Who will um, you side oh, with? So the near, the where thing. is your loyalty? The near automata thing is so cool and I actually used it myself to fast track the <laughs> the uh awesome. the completion of it, which was really fun. Um I gotta say Kojima and Blue yeah. Box because it's the weirdest shit we still don't know we still don't exactly like going on they you know they had a trailer for but no what what was the whole thing (laughs) about the teaser trailer i downloaded it and then it's like a trailer within the app and then like basically saying there's a teaser to something else in the future it's like what and we still don't know we We still don't know the last thing all right, yeah. I, I reckon okay. you. Fair enough. Fair it's awesome. that. But just a couple of really quick honorable mentions because I think that they're, they're worthwhile. Lucasfilm 
games being revived, I think is really cool because mm. some good stuff uh, that, and hopefully cool new stuff coming out of that as well. And Roblox being valued at nearly 42 billion is insane. I recently watched a, a documentary analyzing, well, it wasn't a documentary, it was one of those people make games. People, people make games, make exactly, yeah. talking about Roblox. And it is absolutely freaking disgusting what that company does. <laughs> Can so... I just say, like, the, um, the PAX Australia thing was a real bummer that we haven't really that was talked a real about bummer, that much. Yeah. Like, I was flying from Sydney to Melbourne to catch up with you guys. It was like, ah. It's going to be cool to do a show in person for the first time. It's going to be pretty wild. Yeah. And yeah, like it feels like a million years ago, but that was only going to be like two months ago. Yeah. Like that is in- insane. If you say it was going to be two baby. months ago, like far out. The world is Crazy just year. very weird at the moment. Uh, category number three, CDPR, CDPR, presents biggest I am disappoint of the year. Disappointment in a game or developers slash publisher so you cdpr did win this last year for their absolute mismanagement of the launch of cyberpunk 2077 this year we have analog pocket and other handheld delays echo generation is meh no next gen games no switch pro and switch n64 emulator emulation is trash Hmm. and there's a lot of honorable mentions I know what I'm going for. I know what I'm going for. I went last time. All right. I'll go first. To me, it's the No Switch Pro. Okay. Yeah, that's two of us. Because that was just like the biggest fart ever that we didn't get anything. (laughs) You guys are going to have some showmanship here. Mike, if you know you're going to say Switch Pro, you go go first, Intergot. Because you know what your answer is. I don't like. Okay, can I uh, lobby you, know, you? Can I lobby you? People? Can I lobby you before you? Sure, lobby, lobby me. Okay. I 100. percent I'm easy to think purchase. It should be no next gen games. We are in a full year of the life cycle of the next generation, and there's still no single game that goes. You need to buy these consoles to play this game. It is very disappointing. Mm. The games okay. pretty much look as good okay. on the yeah. One X or mm. PS4 Pro than they do on the PS5 and the Series mm. X. It's marginal mm. at best. Yeah, no, and you're right. It, it's damning. It's like, and they're even basically mm. saying into next year they're going to be available on everything cross-platform. No, totally, Great for totally people agree. who already own the old gen, but you know, I'm the most disappointed in that. There's no you standout make- games. You make an absolutely solid point, but no, it's the, <laughs> the lack of a Switch Pro. One last point, one last point to the to the jury. The Switch Pro, Nintendo never said that there's going to be a Switch Pro. If anything, they said there's not going to be a Switch Pro. So the disappointment yeah, is well, in all what we've yeah, generated but, unfairly. On. But that's not yeah. how disappointment works. I never told <laughs> Moving on. my girlfriend Category when four. we first met <laughs> Category four. that I had an 8-inch eight, eight pianist. Of the year. But it turns out person she thought or I did. company to be you know, celebrated. <laughs> all right, let's say that again. Sorry. So the... Category four, biggest face of the year, person or company to be celebrated. So last year's winner was The Last of Us Part Two's accessibility options. And nominees are accessibility, more accessibility options in AAA games. View Nia, Droken, Masahiro, Sakurai, and the Xbox Game Pass. You definitely can tell that's when you put this one in here. But... A total face mm. of the year. <laughs> so what are uh, we saying? Who's An the... honorable mention is Joe Jives. Oh, okay. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> We were struggling to populate this, I must admit. Uh, I, well, I went first last time, but I'm happy to go first. Well, you go first this time, Mike, because you haven't, you haven't gone first. Ah, look, so, so definitely honorable mention Joe Jives. Uh, got to give him that one. He's, he's a 
long-time <laughs> listener and fan of the podcast. Um, look, there's a lot of good categories, like Xbox Game Pass has been fantastic. Uh, lots of good shit coming out. Um, but to me, to me, I think it's it's a personal favorite, which is Droken. The fact that, you know, we played quite a few of the games, got free codes, engaged with us. I think it's really cool. I think it's really awesome to have someone at, you know, the genesis of this amazing podcast that we have to actually have have a person, uh, yeah, be, be a fan of, of the stuff that we do as well. So mm. that's it for me, definitely. Be um, to me, my face of the year is Masahiro Sakurai. The, the head of Smash Brothers, the director of Smash Brothers, all the Smash Brothers games finally delivered, you know, like wrapped up Smash Brothers Ultimate this year by adding Sora, which is just wild. Mm. To me, like, it's it's almost like a Lifetime Achievement <laughs> nomination for me. It's like, I reckon he did, and he deserves the rest, you know, the break. I just reckon he he was my favorite dude of the year. So, got to no grade into the Swinney Hall of Fame. So, for me, I was going to say Bure, Nia, their passing this year. Did I, I genuinely think out of everyone in the Super mm. Nintendo sort of community, development community, did the most out of anyone and also sort of really pushed, pushed the calls for software emulation to be cycle accurate, um, you know, rivaling things like FPGAs that you see in the. Mr. and the analog pocket uh, and other analog devices. So we're at an impasse. <laughs> we're all going for three different people. Oh, that's a, that's is, a is there anyone one. who's sort of like, you know, I'm more on the side of like Sakurai, but you guys, you're ring on the side of anyone else? No, my second choice would have definitely been near as well. Just okay. because, even though it personally hasn't impacted me in, in the sense of I, I'm not into the scene, but I respect what he's done to... I'm... Yeah, I, I'm I'm cool with with, uh, with that as well. Um, when we when we had the story that I think was on uh, was it Vice or was it um, mm. Waypoint Vice, or yeah, a while Waypoint, back Vice, yeah. Vice is Waypoint. But yeah, talking about the work that they did on Bahamut Lagoon and everything. Yeah, I'm I think that's great. I think they should right, they should win. Category five. This is the fun one. Biggest heel of the year. Very uh, wrestling inspired here. It's when he. Uh, villain of the year. So last year we had Facebook's mandatory, mandatory account for Oculus and resulting in me never buying an Oculus and I refuse to buy an Oculus. So we'll go through the nominees. Activision Blizzard slash Bobby Kotick, Console Sculpers, COVID-19, again, or COVID-19 too, Electric Boogaloo, GTA Definitive Edition Trilogy. I th- actually, I think it's GTA Trilogy, the Definitive Edition. Yeah. I think that's what it is, Swinney. Yes, that's Get fair, right. fair. Uh, And NFTs, which is kind of recent, but it's blown mm. up. So oh, what... but it's blown up massively, oh, I know, it's it? absolutely blown up. Uh, any any early front runners here? Oh, boy. Uh, so, honorable mentions, uh, we have uh, CD Projekt Red, because we know why, uh, Ubisoft, because we also know why, and Intigot, 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 and Intigot. Oh, and Intigot. And Swinney, he's a bigger arsehole than me, I think. Yeah, but he's all right. He's all right. I like that. He might be a bigger arsehole, but he's all right. I was the biggest heel of the year of our channel. That's true. Odyssey, that's about it. So look, personally, it's a tie between NFTs and Activision Blizzard slash Bobby, but... I'm gonna to have to give it to NFTs. I, really? It's just, absolutely. It's just it's trash. It's everyone's jumping on the bullshit bandwagon for 
absolutely no real proper reason and they never justify it they never explain mm. why it's just a bandwagon thing and the the impact to society the impact to the environment they, they don't give a shit about any of that it's all about the bottom line much i guess like bobby but it's yeah nfts no doubt for me okay 20. what about you guys uh i'm also going for nfts because really just even though it's very recent Anytime NFTs are brought up at all, the outcry is immediate. There's like yeah. no, it's like community hates them. We've mentioned in one min for the swim, stalker two devs as soon as they announced <laughs> it. And the concept wasn't actually that bad. It's hey, you can essentially buy your way into being an NPC in the game, which has been done before, but usually through other means. But as soon as I mentioned it had anything to do with NFTs, it's like bang, the outcry, and they reverse that decision. And the fact that Molyneux's getting into it as well. But Ubisoft is probably the worst thing. Like oh, they yeah, had, they took yeah. down Digits. their channel for this. Like it to me, yeah, even though the it's video. yeah, even though it's relatively recent in comparison to everything else, I think that that feels like the right choice for me this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I disagree well, with you, you guys. I, I definitely think GTA GTA the trilogy, the definitive edition, is like by far the game, like the thing that should be the biggest heel of the year. I've already put it as the NFTs, but uh, from GTA's perspective, like for me, us. you know, I'm not a PlayStation player, but GTA 3 and that trilogy as well, it's like one of the, you know, you could go like in a hundred years time from now and go, that is one of the games you'll talk about. It's like the Beatles, right? And it, just like with the Beatles remastering all their records, they get it right. They remaster it. They produce it perfectly. People listen to it and go, shit, this is awesome, right? A lot of people haven't played those games. And then they release this trash. It's absolutely like embarrassing into the market. And to me, and it's actually a bit of a mockery on our industry because it's like Uh. to treat like something that to me is like, I'm not saying it's the Beatles, but it's like in that category and then release utter rubbish like they have. It's just, it's shameful. And it, yeah, like it fits the definition for me. It's biggest heel. So I I'm changing my vote to Grand Theft Auto. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> reason being, and I deleted the the thing from it. Um, I'd forgotten that <clears throat> that they had to take the game down because they left all the like unlisted, <laughs> and it was like I kind of like I think that is actually makes sense to me now that GTA is actually the biggest. Okay, I well, they're controversial. You, you've won Mike. me over. Mm, oh. Wow, okay. Mike, Mike, are you? Uh, are we? We going easy for that? to sway? Well, it's winning. Two to one, oh, look, two it's two to one. one. I don't have a choice. I'm still yeah. sticking to NFTs. Ah, okay. The bane of my. We're, well, we're saying we really, approve but... NFTs. Can I get a tick emoji that's, here? That's <laughs> no. Basically, Gosh. what you guys are saying. Category six, <laughs> biggest <laughs> mic drop of the year. announcements that took Ooh. us by surprise. Last year's winner was Demons souls remake which I'm, I'm kind of actually surprised that that was our winner uh so the category nominees are chris pratt and the mario movie cast game builder garage metroid dread sora in smash brothers and the valve steam deck i think this mm. one will be contentious mm. there's some there's pretty two, chunky there's... couple of chunky announcements here do you want me to go first yeah go mm-hmm. on. there's two that i'm kind of moving back and forth on one is the Mario movie cast yeah, because yeah, that yeah. was so unexpected. <laughs> but also Metroid Dread was like, I know we had some slight like, you know, rumors before it, but like even counting that, it was still like, mm. here's a new 2D Metroid that's Metroid 5, have it, you bastards. You know, it, 
the others i can kind of like i wasn't as taken aback by like a valve steam deck makes sense they've kind of you know played around with like you know the the steam boxes and all that stuff in the past that are different but i kind of see that saw in smash brothers that i can also see that even though obviously that was great um game builder garage was surprised but to me it's those other two mm. Mm. so you're saying dread I'm I'm saying I like both of those, so I'm interested to see where you guys mm, are. Okay. Who do you want to go mm. first, Mike? Me or you? I went la- I went last last time, so I guess I'll go next. There you go, you go. Um for me it's the three. It's the Mario Movie Cast Dread and the Steam Deck. I think the Mario Movie Cast one was the most fun. Like we watched it live as it was getting announced. It was hilarious. But in retrospect, it's kind of like, yeah, it was surprising, but it's not that surprising. You know, a lot of these folks, like Chris Pratt's been in every, like, Lego movie. Like, he's the star of, like, a lot of these animation stuff. So it's kind of, like, maybe not that shocking. But Dread and Steam Deck were both pretty shocking to me. Like, I think Steam Deck's more just, like, I really think it's cool. Whereas Dread, it's like, I just kind of never thought it would happen, that that would resurrect that brand, that idea, have a proper Metroid 5. So I'm definitely locking in on I'll Metroid Dread. I'll just say, especially with Metroid Prime 4 still yeah, around in production, the corner, right? yeah. you know, and then have that in the middle. Yeah. What do you reckon, Mike? So Metroid Dread wasn't a surprise to me, as you guys know, because I predicted <laughs> it. Uh, so can't have that one, obviously. Well, well said. <laughs> so look, to me, it's the, it's the Steam Deck. I really didn't, I didn't, think they were going to do that i heard nothing about it uh firstly and secondly it's something i really want i i have to be honest with you i don't really care about a Mario movie couldn't give a shit less <laughs> you can you can predict the formula right now because it's going to have exactly the the basic three act story arc and all right well whatever can but we anyway do this? In, in a it? really off week can we all try to predict what we think the mario movie is going to be and we'll all pre- we'll all pitch what what it is. Okay, that yeah, let's do horrible it. We'll me. pitch it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is it? Okay, Mike and I will do it then. Okay. We'll do it. Okay. <laughs> you pricks, Winnie. <laughs> but Mike, you said the Steam Deck like that was rumored for months and months and months. I didn't nah, really you, you, know much I, about it. Mike and I don't spend time on. It was a, it was a, that was like one of the worst kept secrets of this year. Nah, you, oh, you're well, you're, you're in the you're in the weeds in the leaking community. You're getting leaked all over. I pay attention. Okay. But to me, look, to me, genuinely, <laughs> it came by surprise. I didn't. Okay. I didn't All right. So, what are we doing? Coming... You're saying Steam Deck. I'm saying Dread. What are you Definitely saying? Definitely Steam Deck. Oh, I say Dread. Oh, okay. <laughs> I feel like we're just bullying Too you easy. on the oh, It's the benefit of having three people. Yeah. That is the benefit. It's the That's deal. how it works. Yeah. <laughs> it I'm going to be hurt with Game of the Year. But anyway, category number seven biggest broken record of the year. The game, question mark, that we talked about the most on the podcast. So, the nominees are. Analog Pocket, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk 2077, Resident Evil Village, and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. This is the exact time I wish that we had mm. like more production value or something where I could have clips of you saying Assassin's Creed or like Assassin's Creed, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Assassin's Creed. Um, and me saying Analog Pocket, Analog, Analog, Analog. Re- <laughs> Resident Evil Village is just there solely because Mike, for like four weeks straight, <laughs> That's true. kept bringing it up in our banter section. But I don't think that, like, I think we brought up the other games up way more. No, I think, um, yeah, I think we did. Uh, and Control was a winner Control last year. Control was a winner last year, good point. Yeah. Look, I, I'm going to jump in on this one and say, just just in, initially when I thought, oh my God, these guys can't keep 
talking about bloody Smash Brothers. Oh, really? <laughs> we did talk week. about Smash Brothers a lot. Smash Brothers every <laughs> week. Really? Oh, okay. new character this, new character that, this person did this. We did this. talk about it. Like, for a general gaming so, po- podcast, we talk about it, like, an excessive amount. I I honestly think that that there there is a, a small chance that Swinny, at least, probably Intergod as well, has a picture of Sakurai above their beds. Sakurai, and they, that's what I call him. They jerk off to him. <laughs> All right, let's go. All right, no, he's like no, very no. nice. Oh, yeah. Are we thank, just going to say Smash Brothers? Thank God most people aren't going to watch that far into this clip. Um, so what are we saying? Smash Brothers. I, I, I'm cool with Smash Brothers. Yeah, I'm cool. I, I'll concede defeat on there. I, okay. I don't like. I think these all these three were very close. Apocalypse, yeah, Valhalla, and Cyberpunk. Close, yeah. Cyberpunk just kind of kept it coming up all the time. Yeah, it, yeah, that was much. But we talked about that a lot more at the end of last year. Mm. So, but yeah. All right, now we're getting into our three specific categories before mm. we get into our three specific games, and then get onto some of the big juicy categories. So, category number eight, my biggest amiibo of the year. So, twenty twenty one was the the comeback baby of amiibo. Everyone thought it was dead. I was a believer. In 2022, we've got another eight amiibo coming. It's alive. The dream is alive. It will never die. It will never die. Uh, so last year, I crowned Joker as the greatest amiibo of 2020. This year, the nominees are Banjo-Kazooie, Cat Mario and Cat Peach, Magnamalo, Samus and Emmy, and Zelda and Loftwing. Now, I, I will clap by being the nerd that I am. Cat Mario and Cat Peach are two separate amiibo. <laughs> And then Samus and allowed. Emmy are two separate amiibo. They're in a dual pack. But they're in a pack, yeah. So, okay. But you I can get one. them separate as well, but All I just right. put them together. So my vote goes to... No. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think Banjo-Kazooie is like the one that everyone was like praying for and hoping for. Yeah, I've uh, got that too, Mike. I think, yeah, Maglamalo is like a really cool one in person. It doesn't come off as well... Cat Mario is awesome. Like, there's a like really cool flicking of the fur to make it. But uh-huh. and then Samus, yeah, the one that Mike was just showing is awesome. But I have to give it to Zelda and Loftwing. It's just like okay. the art style, the way it looks. It just looks really, really cool. So I'm giving it to Zelda and Loftwing. I'm really looking forward to next Very year's good. ones. There's uh Steve. There's like a whole bunch next year, so it's gonna be fascinating. Fascinating. Uh, category number nine: Mike's biggest Souls-inspired Souls-like Metroidvania of the year. Brackets, any game Mike played. <laughs> Last year's winner was yeah, Blasphemous. Pretty much. This year, the nominees are Ender Lilies, Quiesis of the Knights, Grime, Metroid Dread, Record of Lotus War, Deadlet in Wonderlet. I don't know. Deadlet in Wonder Labyrinth. Deadlet in Wonder Labyrinth. Super Metroid. It's maybe a while. Okay, so we, we, we have a small list of honorable mentions because I did play a whole bunch of other games and this is just a fraction I reckon of the types of games that I of, of the games that I played. So I played X and Verge again this year, even though it came out of previous X-Inverge year. X and Verge two. Yeah, number one I clocked it again. Number two, uh, I clocked as well Hellpoint, which I never finished, uh Sultan Sanctuary and Vigil The Longest Night. They were no, also the, in the running. So the funny thing is last year, Sid, Vigil and Salt and Sanctuary were also <laughs> yeah, nominated. Yeah, they were also there year. because I, I kept playing them. <laughs> Fair enough. So, so what we have uh, as the winner, well, I shouldn't be I shouldn't be pointing to it, but it is Ender Lilies. Oh, I nice. know, yeah. Look, oh, I shame love, you did I not love... produce Super Metroid. Well... <laughs> 
I, I should. Well, I, maybe I should, but look, let, let, let's be let's be honest. I appreciate it for what it is, but it's certainly by today's standards of these kind of games, not not as good. Well, okay, now, now I'm now I'm now so, moving right. this thing. I don't mean to. Oh, I don't mean to offend you guys. Hey, 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 no, wait, hey, come back, go back, come back. Uh, look, I, you guys saw. I love the game. Absolutely love the game. Dude, and I, I love reviewed the fact this that it was game. It's the genesis of of. Uh, of of the of the genre really but but i just think you know in terms of in terms of which experience that i enjoy the most which which did i like the most which one was new and brought something new to the scene uh it's it's got to be ender lilies it's it was definitely my my favorite of the the lot and look maybe grime when i when i get closer to finishing it i, I think i'm you know I'm, I'm getting there putting quite a few hours into it um it might change my mind, but I think Ender Lilies is going to stay nice, the winner. Nice, Ender Lilies, great game. What did Very I give good. it? Nine out of ten for Vooks. Mm-hmm. Good game. Great game. Number ten, Swinny's biggest Paper Mario clone of the year, and Swinny has played a lot of them. Last year's winner, what was it, Swinny? It's not here. <gasps> not there because last year it was the category Swinny's Smash Main of the year, which was Byla. So. <laughs> so, oh really? The- you guys were talking. Oh. The nominees are <laughs> Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling, Citizens of Space, Echo Generation, Steven Universe, Unleash the Light, and Underhero Swinny. So I had an Oprah light bulb moment last night. <laughs> I'm like, what okay. are these? What you get you an award. It? You get an award. They <laughs> yeah. all get an award. I'm like, what <laughs> could you call these games? And I think I've coined a term. I Ooh. love it. Oh. I, it's probably it's super daggy, but I love it. Uh-huh. I'm going to change the name of this category. Oh, oh, this is, that is allowed? Edit on the show. Is that, is that allowed? Swinney's biggest. This is unprecedented. Reaction RPG of the year reaction because it's RPG. all about mm. reaction and timing, okay. and it's a play on the term action RPG. I love it. Oh, I like that. That's, that's actually really so, cool. Yeah. <laughs> the all these games like Super Mario RPG and Paper Mario before them are based on. Hey, I have to press the timing properly in turn-based battles mm. to attack. Um, and of all the games I played this year, Bug Fables: The Everlasting Sapling was by far the best of that mm. kind of game. And it's also the closest to Paper Mario. It is essentially a Paper Mario coincidence sequel. I think not. And I think it's amazing. I thought mm. it was going to be Echo Generation. Yeah, I had to put that there because I needed a quick one. Bug Fables is available as part of Xbox Game Pass. Is that correct? I think it's been removed now. It was originally. <laughs> cut, yeah. cut, cut, cut. I could be rem- <laughs> maybe maybe I'm thinking of something else. Okay, fair enough. Uh, okay, now we're getting into our biggest games of the year. So these are our personal games of the year, and these don't necessarily need to be released this year. This is just games that we've played this year that we want to note. Uh, so my biggest game of the year, just give it to Metroid already, it says here in the notes, uh, Astro's Playroom, Bowser's Fury, Hades, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, and Metroid Dread. You know, I, I genuinely have not decided yet, so I almost <laughs> need to eliminate wow. on the show. You're worse than I am. Bowser's Fury, I love that so much. It's too tiny to win, like, the whole thing. Hmm. Astro's Playroom, hmm. Fantastic. Absolutely love it. But it does feel a bit weird because it is a pack-in ultimately and it's, you know, fairly short. And I've played the hell out of it and gone top 500 in the world for the speed run of it and all this other stuff. But 
It's like, so it's not your biggest game, even though you spent for, for a game that's played by millions of people. That's that's pretty. That's good. a very impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it was on uh, day one in Australia when only five hundred people played. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, I just uh, yeah, I, they probably couldn't put it there. I kind of want to put Hy- Hyrule Warriors. I kind of want Hyrule Warriors to win because I love that. That's the one I love the most this year. Um, Hades or Metro Dread. I gotta give it to Metro Dread. Sorry, didn't like, see that one coming. What I will say though is, it's super close. Like if I could split it, I would actually split it with Hades and Metro Dread. Hades is an awesome, awesome game. Like it is just freaking awesome. Like I, I will end up buying it again on the Switch. It's just amazing. Like such a cool game. I actually kind of regret playing it in Game Pass because it doesn't carry over anywhere. Like the progress. So it's like ah. And I've beaten it so many times. I'm like, oh my God, what am I? I was actually going to buy it on Steam so then I could transfer the save and then get it onto the Switch. That's how much I like that game. It's a freaking awesome game. Well done. Um, anyway, going on to category 12, Mike's biggest game of 2021. Wasn't too time poor to play these. Uh, the five nominees are Cyberpunk 2077, Death's Door, Metro Exodus, Resident Evil Village, and Unpacking. Mike. And the winner goes to just opening the package. <laughs> See, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh, nice. <laughs> you gonna say anything more? I'm <laughs> just gonna go on to category thirteen. No, that's it. Okay, category, category 13, 13. <laughs> Wow. Sweeney's <laughs> biggest game of twenty twenty one. He wants to go to bed. All the RPGs. <laughs> what a shocker. There's five categories. Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Bug Fables, The Everlasting Sapling, Cyberpunk 2077, Hellpoint, and Tales of Arise. Mm. Oh man, this is so tough. I'll just mention mm. my honorable mentions, Arafel, Enhanced Edition, Armed in Meth, uh, Evoland Legendary Edition, and Near Replicant. Um, all great. Man, this is so tough. Um, I've gone back and forth all day about this. Um, <laughs> part of me... Wants to say cyberpunk. <laughs> I was thinking you're gonna say cyberpunk. Part, of me, part yeah. of me wants to say cyberpunk. Contrarian. No, it's not, it's a. I love the game, right? It's well, it's, it's on the list. But the, so the, part the re- of you would have to. Yeah, but and Tales of Arise was so magical, but Tales of Arise falls off at the end. So it's kind of like I have to say my game is Assassin's Creed. Valhalla. No, can't be really. That game's mad. Yeah. I, I had such well, a magical experience yeah. playing that game. I love it so much. You are a true Assassin's Creed fan. Yes, that is. It's, that is and it's a great. It's a great one of those. And I will say that my appreciation of that game's only grown since I've actually like stopped. Uh, it's like I kind of now appreciate it a lot more. If that makes sense. Fair mm. enough. Fair enough. Category fourteen: biggest game none of us played this year. So big games we didn't play yet. So I'm sure. I think last mm. year's winner I played this year. So half year, Half Life Alex is what we gave it last year, mm. and then almost immediately proceeded to play it, which is a freaking awesome game. I actually was thinking of putting it in my top five. Um, so the nominees are Death Loop, Inscription, It Takes Two, Hitman Three, and Eastwood. Any mm. key, key standouts here? Yeah, all five. But I feel like It Takes Two, right? One game of the year. None of us played it. Um, I mean, that's, that's a strong contender. I do think it's the fact that none of us play Deathloop is, I think, a bit shitty as well. Um, well, I'm going to play it next year when it goes on Game Pass for free. Hmm. I'm happy to give it to Takes Two. Mike, what do you reckon? 
I'm going to go with Deathloop. Oh, uh, see, I was going to say Eastwood. Yeah. Because I feel like what Eastwood I said, I'm really we were looking, looking forward, forward to that. To it. Yeah, I do remember you saying that. Uh, <laughs> but now I'm going to say Deathloop. Like, is Death that much just, really? <laughs> Deathloop just feels like the kind of game that we we all would enjoy. But oh, okay. I think I the marketing. Our, I love Arcane. Okay. Like, yeah, and Arcane. I want to play and... It Takes Two. So, like, when you go, oh, it's the kind of game that you want to play. And like, literally want to play It Takes Two. That was my second option, but I'm going to. I'm sticking All right, Deathloop. We're going Deathloop. Yeah, let's go. All right, good. Okay. Category 15. Only two more categories to go. Mm. Uh, category 15. Biggest, don't forget me games. Games that didn't get a nom nom, but are worth giving a shout out. The nominees are, and last year's winner was Ghost of Tsushima, which is shameful. Uh, oh, no. um, the, the nominees this year are Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, Nia Replicant version 1.22474487139... Halo Infinite, and Resident Evil for VR. Hmm. This is an interesting category. This one, actually. Well, you guys wanted to pick a winner, so I'll let you guys go first. Okay, so I, I, I'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy. I, mean, <laughs> I knew really you talked about it. Well, because it's a great game. You know, I'm playing it at the moment. It's still fresh in my memory. Mm. Um, it, it, it got quite a bit of praise in the community, but, you know, from us, it, it didn't get what it deserved. I was going to say Resident Evil 4 VR, which like a whole new spin on, Mm. you know, one of the games that a lot of people consider as the greatest game of all time. Oh, absolutely. But I also feel like I couldn't, I couldn't give, give it to something that I didn't play yet. So Mm. yeah, that's me. (laughs) You say that. I'm, I'm, I think Halo Infinite because Mm. it's arguably, I look, I don't know. You could argue something else, but I think it's the biggest Mm. release of the year. And yeah, we I agree. nominated I for agree. anything. <laughs> yeah, I guess and that's true. That's the true. multiplayer is awesome, dude. I've played the multiplayer. Yeah. The single player, I'm not the biggest fan of single player Halo. So maybe mm. I should be the Halo hater now. We've all had a go at the Halo mm. hater. But <laughs> the multiplayer is freaking awesome. I would play that. No one wants to play it in our group. Mm-hmm. But I would freaking play that every night. It's it's not super good. competitive I, multiplayer. I have, I have this. There's like a little tiny spark that at some point will will erupt and i'll play it. Well, let me know it. let me know just i'm too time poor <laughs> hey i trademarked that so we're saying halo infinite then and and the one that you all waited for hours oh, to hear. Right. all right all right we've all never right. done this really no we haven't this is Animal Crossing didn't count didn't count no and I that was just the biggest game that, that moved the needle which it did but this is different this year we are saying it's the big one it's the big one hmm. it's the big week in gaming's biggest game of the year Game of the year. <laughs> and we have six nominees to match you, Jeff. Damn you, Jeff. Uh, even though you made us official co streamers. The six nominees are Cyberpunk 2077, Asterix, Resident Evil Village, Unpacking, Metroid Dread, Monster Hunter Rise, and Tales of Arise. Before so we have included Cyberpunk 2077 because okay. it released so late last year. So, I am actually going to call an audible and suggest we remove one of these. Oh, well, well. Mm. I thought it'd be funny to do it on the show when it hit you. (laughs) Which one? I think we need to replace Monster Hunter Rise. You know why? Because Intergot didn't even have it in his (laughs) list. I said I'm happy to remove it. I didn't know Mm. you didn't have it in your list. So I reckon we need to put something else in, and I reckon that thing should be Ender Lilies. 
We all played it. We all loved it. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> the thumbnail's wrong, but I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. Can we eliminate Swooped. some? I feel like we can. Look, unpacking was awesome. Really enjoyed it. I don't feel like it will be game of the year for me. Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah. And yeah. I think I put it yeah. in there. Like, it would be quaint if we said unpacking's the game of the year, but I don't think it's genuine. And we're all about being genuine mm. here. It mm. may, I'll tell you, before we get too far into this, the game of the year that's been picked by all the major publications this year has been wild. That the vol most of them have been different. Mm, like, that's it's really wild. cool. It's crazy this year. Like, yeah. I think, um, oh, what was it? The one uh, that was. A game that just won. Anyway, I'll, I'll look it up, and it was just—I was shocked by it. I'll, I'll look oh, up. What but do you think that's ready. a bit of marketing, though, Swinny? Um, Being a bit cynical as I am, they'll be different. Yeah, maybe. Oh, that's right. So, Time Magazine of the Year chose Metro Dread as a game of the year. The child's like, "Whoa, that just feels weird." But anyway, it doesn't feel weird to weird me. Here. By the way, weird. no, but weird the me. fact that like <laughs> I was like explaining everything else has been different. You know. Well, can mm. I flip it? Do you feel like you guys just know what the answer is? Yes. Oh, okay. My, it's no, really, for me. I don't know. I, I don't know, know what it is, is for me. I don't know what it is no, as a group. The, for all of us. Like, mm, no, I don't like, know. Okay. I don't know. It's a tough for one, us. honestly. This tough, tough, one. tough one. Can I just say what mine is? Well, you want to lobby. Do we all want to lobby for a game? <laughs> okay, yeah, let's all lobby for a game. Right. And then we can discuss. You go, 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 go. I'm going to lobby for Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Well, it is to me. It was the big like this year was the biggest game that I played. It was it was the most immersive game that I played. I loved the experience, unlike a lot of other people, I guess. You know, I played Resident Evil Village, enjoyed it, but it wasn't. I wasn't really drawn into it as much. wasn't drawn into the world. Certainly didn't put the shit ton of hours that I put into Subpunk twenty seventy seven. Unpacking fantastic game, as we said. It's love the journey, but. <laughs> I don't know if it's something that I could really genuinely say was game of the year. Metro Dread was fantastic. Really, really loved it. But at the same time, I don't know. It just left me wanting something more out of it. And I don't know what. Um, Ender Lilies was really cool. But again, not really game of the year stuff. And Tales of Rise, I haven't played yet. Maybe that would have been game of the year. So really, genuinely, I have to give it to Cyberpunk. Because to me, it was by far the biggest, most awesome game that I played. Mm. Yeah, what are you? You're waiting for me to go, aren't you? Um, no, 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 and the fuck around and the updates and the mucking around and the experience from that game. You have to yeah, include You have it. to. Sorry. But you the, have the, to, pro right? the, the problem, no, no, if no, I no, could no, just no. call I'll it you, that. You, I'll let you, I'll I didn't have a problem with any of that I'll stuff, though. I'll let you talk. I'll let you talk. Okay. Let me go. Yeah, okay. you know, cool. This is my cross-examination. Sorry, I'm going to go make some popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that, you know, you just can't go past it. And I don't... And look, I haven't played it, right? So that's we need to get that out there. But... Well, <laughs> from what I Your understand, Honor. Your even Honor, from he you, hasn't even played the game. How dare he comment on it? <laughs> even from what I hear from you, it's like it's not like a revolutionary game. It's not like completely blowing you away or anything, right? And I feel like that combined with its launch and it's still dicking around to this day, 
right? Like they're still missed timelines and everything, still being really shady with what they're saying CDPR. I just, I, I just don't feel like it's it's becoming of the podcast to have it as the game of the year. Whereas, I think that Ender Lilies, it's kind of an interesting, you know, thing if we went down that route. Uh, it was a Is very really, cool like, game, it, very cool yeah. art style. No one talks about it. It's gonna be like a bit of a cult classic. Look, and so, so I'd be leaning more on that. So two two things for me. Number one, I need to justify why I have three collectors editions of cyberpunk <laughs> so somehow i need to justify that purchase you want to pump the pricing secondly i'm trying try to pump the pricing back up okay a version that'll never fix by the way. you want to never get it running on those consoles that you want to be easy. able to stick a game of the year sticker on them to sell. <laughs> yeah, i just need to <laughs> you can go into their, their, their dev team right where it goes oh the team that's working on the base console versions of ps4 and xbox one and it's just a hamster on a wheel because they're yeah. not doing anything with that would have been hilarious if they permanently pulled the PS4 version. They should have. Completely. It should have never been released on it. <laughs> so literally, the physical disc is worth nothing. You can't do anything with it. <laughs> um, no. So so look. All jokes aside, to me, it's which game had the biggest impact? Which game was the most memorable? Which game did I enjoy the most? Sink the most amount of time into? And it's undeniably Cyberpunk 2077 for me. Mm. Swinny, we need to hear from you on this one. Oh, this is this is tough. Um, so let's let's tackle Cyberpunk right off the bat. Um, Cyberpunk is one of the best games I've played this year. It is one of the best games I've played in a long time. I also played it post like major patches. Um, I just can't, with any conscience, say that it should be game of the year because of what you said, Integral. Um, mm. And it for me. As a video game, I think Cyberpunk has been dealt a really bad hand and is very undervalued as a video game as a consequence. But when you connect it to how bad of a state it was, as you said, how much CDPR lied and specifically those base console versions, which they sold on a retail shelf that were not worthy of being a, a release... I can't choose that as game of the year as much as it pains me because I love the game and I love the story. Like that game to me got absolutely snubbed by not getting a, a mm. nomination for narrative for game of the, uh, the game awards, but I understand why they didn't. Um, so I can't choose cyberpunk, Mike, I, even though I love well, the game. That's fine. Hey, even though I love the game. That's perfectly fine. We've got the communist bloke block voting against you. <laughs> so I You're almost being sandwiched think on top and bottom. I, <laughs> Almost think we can mark that one off. I it's dead. It's dead to me. Cyberpunk. Um, well, hang on. What, what if we all end up with a different one? Then we're back well, to the start. No, nah, nah, I'm not voting for Cyberpunk, mm. man. Um, in terms of the remaining games, I've played all of them except Resident Evil Village. Um, to different degrees. I haven't played as much Ender Lilies as I would like. Um, and I haven't played as much Metro Dread as I would like, although I've played a lot of it. Um Obviously, I, out of the remaining, I would obviously vote for Tales of Arise. Um, it's not going to win our game of the year. Because well, no sell us, sell us on it. Tales. Sell us. It's hard to, honestly. Um, I think you have to you have to really be into that kind of game, those the action JRPGs, to probably really for it to click with you. I don't think it's much more accessible than previous Tales games. Um, I do prefer Tales of Vesperia, but that's also because it's just it's just there's something special about that game. 
Um, Tales of Rise is absolutely beautiful. It's one of the best looking games I've ever played, and it even looks great on older consoles. And I played through the game twice as well. Um, that's you know, obviously I did that for achievements, but I was happy to as well because it is an awesome game. I it's just a shame that the last one sixth part of the game does fall off, and I think that that almost like makes it to me it's like it's not worthy of being game of the year because of that um so i reckon it's between the remaining four mm. <laughs> so what are we doing let's not mark unpacking off completely yet yeah i agree <laughs> okay, if we land on unpacking you know what? Pretty crazy. i'm voting for unpacking there you go Unpacking it is. I enjoyed I, it. I played like multiple it platforms. Girlfriend played it as well. It can't be Resident Evil Village because it's just too much of the same, man. Well, I just I also think can we in good conscience vote for things that we haven't played? Like I can't. If there's vote. a compelling case for it, yeah, I think so. So do you want to make guess, a compelling yeah, like... case for Resident Evil Village or not? Problem. No, I'm I'm trying to think long and hard whether I I could legitimately give it game of the year. Look, it's 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 up there. It's a it was in my top games mm. absolutely. And unpacking was as well. Good narrative, excellent gameplay, good most things. But uh, no, I can't I can't convince you guys of that. Well, so our three remaining <laughs> options. There's unpacking mm-hmm. Metro Dread and Ender Lilies. What a shock. Mm. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Because we, we, we should say to the audience, we haven't like spoke about how we're even going to process this. Nope. That's no, kind no. of why we didn't do it we're last it. year. That's the best part. It's, mm. it's great. It's my favorite part of it all. It's like Game of Summer here. Um, you know, I love Metro Dread. I've said it's my favorite yeah. game of the year, but I also. And it's funny because it's like, in a way, it's so executed. Just so well, that game, right? Hmm. And I, look, I play a lot of those Metroidvania games and Metroid itself. I did not find I it know. like a traditional Metro game in the sense that you get lost every now and then. Like it felt extremely linear to me. Um, and, you know, like the game maker's toolkit, I think the way that he covered it was exactly how I felt about the game. It's like the game gave you shortcuts when it was like, and it, it really corralled you in a lot of ways. Like it was different than other Metro games in that way. I just like yeah. I never got stuck. Um, like about it, that wasn't quite magical. I really loved it. Like, and I would rank it very highly in the Metroid pantheon, like the two D Metroids. But I don't know, man. Like, there's something about it. Could I give a game of the year? Like, I feel like I'm giving a game of the year. Like overall, it's like, you know, I don't know. It's almost like it's too fanboyish or something. Like, I feel like even I know that the bias that I have when I when I'm saying that Super Metroid is my favorite game of all time. But, yeah. All right, Inter- can I ask you a question, Intercut? Is there any game in this six that you're as passionate about as I'm passionate for Tales of Arise and Mike's as passionate as Cyberpunk? Uh, say the question again. What do you mean? Mike's passionate about Cyberpunk, right? Yeah. I'm passionate about Tales of Arise more than any of the other games yeah. here. Well, I'm is passionate about... Any- I'm definitely passionate about... Well, I said Metroid Dreads is my favourite game of the year. Oh, okay. So, but then you were going arm and R about it. No, but so it's I'm saying like, I wasn't. I didn't like, hear you say that last part. Then no, so. because it's like for me, it's like I. This is from my lens. I mostly play Switch games. I play other things. I've got a PS Five, you know. But like that's 
I know that I'm biased. It's not a Switch game mm. of the year. It's game of the year. You know what I mean? He said it was missing something magical or something. He said something like that. Like, yeah. You seemed like you were doubting that. Well, like that I, that I kind of like, there's ingredients that make sense to me. But then if I look at it, like from your lens, Winnie, it's like, you might just go, yeah, it's a good game, but it's not like a, a 10 out of 10 or anything like that or any, anything close to that, you know? Hmm. Man, I just find it funny that I tend to be the least consistent person in it. I'm the only consistent one that's like, yeah, Cyberpunk was my favorite game. <laughs> yep, definitely game of the year for me as well. <laughs> yeah, but you're like, you, you, you're just like... You're like, oh, oh yeah, fuck it, Metro Dread, oh, definitely not top game of the year. And then freaking 10 minutes later, oh, no, I can't vote for that. I don't think it's a good game anymore. <laughs> I didn't say that, it's just, you idiot. <laughs> Oh, All right, come so on. much. Let's round it out. Let's round it out. Um, okay, let's talk Ender Lilies. Mm. Oh, okay. Um, I think Ender Lilies deserves a good chance at this mm. because we all loved it. Now it has the benefit of being other than Metro Dread and Unpack. Well, actually, all three of those games we've all played, right? Yep. But I know that we all felt really, we we felt very strongly about that game. Honestly, I feel more strongly about Ender Lilies than I do Metro Dread. Mm. And I've actually played less of Ender Lilies. Oh, interesting. No, I, I love Ender actually, I, I did everything yeah, I, in that game. I actually think it is a better game, although Metro Dread has, there's parts of it I love. But I'd also, it's tough for me to talk too closely to Metro Dread because um, I haven't completed it, but I'd say based on my, what I kind of assume, I'm probably like 90% of the way through the game. I'm the same, yeah. Oh um, yeah, you would have seen enough of the game. But Ender Lilies just had something magical about it that I loved. And I've kind of cursed myself that I haven't gone back to it because I've just had too many shiny things to to and I'm like, oh man, I really need to get back to that game, especially when you guys went and you reviewed it. And I'm like, oh man, like so out of the rest of these games, i I feel the strongest about Ender Lilies out of the mm. the remaining three that we've we've kind of still got on the on the <laughs> I feel like it has become a process of elimination. Well, yeah. It's like, I'm just now going, okay, unpacking versus Ender Lilies. Unpacking, very cool. You know, like to what you guys have said, it's true. Like, it, you know, you do random stuff around your house and you think about the game a little bit. Like, oh, I want to pack it this way or like move it around. But I must admit with unpacking, I sort of played it. I think I played it in one go. It was like yeah, same for a couple of hours or whatever, and it was pretty much done. Platforms. And I deleted it. <laughs> you know, see, I was the opposite. I I played it over time in multiple okay. sessions, but that's just because it was just we played things differently. You know? Yeah, and I, I like I think that's the thing. Like, it's it's a like I you know, and I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but it's kind of like a good one trick pony. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, cool, nice, and executed hmm. well, and I didn't overstay its welcome, which I liked. Uh, but I just like, you know, overall compared to mm. the movies where the art, the sound, the music design, the story, just, you know, the difficulty, like it was just hard enough. Like, you know, like the final boss and everything, Mike, it's not easy to get through. Some people are quit, like, like trying to beat it. Uh-huh. And I like that. It's tough. Um, I, I can't go past Ender Lilies if it's between Ender Lilies and unpacking for me personally. I I would echo all those thoughts. So what does that mean, Swinny? I think it means Ender Lilies is a big wigs 
2021 game of the year and i don't Sounds think there's like any it. no but i honestly i find it funny that we didn't have it in there <laughs> yeah, no, that's the yeah. Part. <laughs> when i Sneaky when i was game. when i was thinking about it and i'm like and i looked through and i noticed you didn't have monster to rise and then i noticed enderlily i'm like wait that seems like like i didn't have it in my list right but i I didn't do that because I felt I hadn't played enough of it. That's why I actually didn't even really mm. kind of include it. Uh, also, I wanted to do a joke about RPGs, and that's not really an RPG. Um, I think that is a very worthy winner, hmm. honestly. I think so too. Well, that was, that was like hmm. a very uh, unexpected, <laughs> yeah. let's say. For a podcast where we're all obsessed with Metroidvanias, I think, yeah. and Souls games, you know, I think Endless is actually a perfect yeah. microcosm of that <laughs> podcast. It actually is. You're right. You're right. It was a really cool game. Okay. Ender Lily's Quietest of the Night is our game of the year. Woo! Now, hey, when they do their physical box release, they can literally put game of the year on it now. And we're going to go, what the fuck game of the we year? We should let them know. <laughs> we should, we should tweet go, that. Exactly. We should tweet at them that, that we gave them yeah. the game of the year. Yeah, and then they go through it all and they go, oh, as a process of elimination, all these other games. <laughs> and we didn't have it like, in the original list. We, we were worried about ourselves. I think that is just the fact that we're horrible at what we do, not the fact <laughs> yeah, but that also... any mal... Uh, it was like, it was malpractice, not like malpractice. On, on purpose, you know? But how else do people do it? I mean, when the Game Awards, uh, they're not transparent processes. This is as transparent as it gets. No planning. We didn't talk about this beforehand i mean look we planned a lot as in the spreadsheet that he did and everything that a lot of thinking went to that stuff That's but awesome. we did not talk about who was going to be the winner <laughs> so you saw this live you saw the live process of of judges debating how they come up with the game of the year so but we all know cyberpunk 2077 do you want to change it <laughs> no 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 but what i will no say changing. is this is what i, I was going to say it, but then i i've learned enough in my career to you know you don't sell after the clothes you don't sell after the clothes right but i was going to say cyberpunk 2077 hasn't had its redemption arc fulfilled yet and when it Correct. when it does I think people can look back and go, it should have been game of the year in 2020 or 2021. Well, I already called it. I the, called it. No, I called but it, it hasn't had its redemption arc yet, you Halo hater. <laughs> <laughs> so, Big Wig, Big Wig in Gaming, officially adorns Ender Lily's Quietest of the Night game of the year. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> that was a big segment, actually. I loved it. So next week is our big Kringle. What have we got for each other? Mm. Interesting. Budget's mm. gone up. I don't even know what the budget is. I just spent whatever. Six thousand dollars. I literally don't know what it was. I think so. When you nope. paid my budget, <laughs> just shipped the bloody thing to that'll, my house. That'll get you. Uh, that'll get you like one quarter of an NFT for Molyneux's <laughs> next game. Actually, imagine if I bought you guys NFTs. That would oh, be fuck awesome. You. I'd, 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 <laughs> that would be awesome. I'd disown you. <laughs> And we cover our first nominee for a game of some other year, 1995, Worms. So wow. check us on socials. Go on bigbigpod.com. Follow us on Twitch or whatever your favorite platform is because we might, we just might be streaming it. I, I actually don't have work this week. Mike doesn't have work this week. Me neither. We should just play during the day. What a crazy idea. Yes. <laughs> Why don't we just play now? <laughs> Okay, (laughs) let me download it. (laughs) And that's it for this week's show. Bye-bye. Later. See ya.